everybody to Rodian Radio episode 160. 160. And if you guys know math, only 40 more and we'll hit episode 200. But, uh, and it's actually going by pretty fast. But uh, you know what, let me just give a few minor announcements. Once again, uh, many of you are still inboxing me. Uh, just to let you guys know, I just post on Facebook and I get out. Okay, if you guys message me on there, I rarely ever read my messages on Facebook. Hit me on Instagram or email me at rodianradio at gmail.com, rodianradio at gmail.com, and I'll get to those in a, in a timely manner. Give me time because sometimes I get like up to 50 emails a day. Uh, or just hit me on Instagram on the inbox and um, I'll get back to you there. But I rarely ever uh, uh, read my inbox on Facebook. I say that because many of you guys have been hitting me up in the comments. Are you still accepting music? Yes, of course. So just email me your music, uh, if you have any videos, and a short bio, okay, at rodeonradio at gmail.com. With that being said, Freaky Tales, not this Friday, but next Friday, okay? Make sure you guys subscribe to Freaky Tales. I'm going to have a special guest. Many of you guys have been asking about the Spice Smuggler. He'll be on soon. He just hasn't given me a date, so please bear with me on that one. Okay, other than that, uh, let me see, uh, ads, yes, we're still selling ads. He, here's the problem with the ads, that many of you wanna buy ads, but wanna pick and choose on what uh, artist you wanna place your ad in. We don't do it that way. If you uh, send us your, your ad and you purchase an ad, whether it's a one purchase ad, or two weeks, or for one month to promote your album, your business, whatever it may be, we place it when we decide we're gonna place it. So with that, um, other other than that, you know what, if we have any other announcements, I'll announce them during the next break. So without further ado, please allow me to introduce my very special guest, Yo Quiero Sila. Hola, 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 hi. Did I get that right? Yes, you got it right, you got okay, it right. Cool. I was Forget. practicing. I've got it tattooed right oh, here. Okay, cool, Yo, Yo Quiero. quiero. Yo quiero. Yo quiero. Okay. Do you say yo quiero or do you say yo? Because I get corrected every time I'm around like Spanish jo. people. Yo. Okay, yo. Yo. Now, let me ask you. <laughs> why yo quiero sila? Uh, because I want people to want me. Um, it started with an Instagram name. And I'm like, at first it was Scylla the Thrilla. And I'm like, that sounds like a porno name. Scylla the Thrilla? Scylla the Thrilla. Yeah, the thriller. that was my DJ porn. name. Yeah, at first. And then <laughs> people would always look at me like, 
that sounds like a porno name. And I'm like, okay, I should probably change it. And then when I wanted to do my Instagram, I was like, let's, let's think of something. And I thought of Yo Quiero Taco Bell. And I'm like, well, Yo Quiero Silla. And but it's Silla. So my, my first name is Pr Priscilla. 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 So Silla. Okay. So there we go. I want, you to, I want people to want me, not need me. Want me, not need me. Okay, everybody, yo quiero sila. Yo quiero sila. Oh, no. So, so you, you know what? I wanted to ask you because I didn't realize that until today you drove from Vegas. I live in Vegas, yes. Wow. So I Las Vegas. I'm. I would say I'm Mrs. Las Vegas, like Mr. Las Vegas Mrs. says it. Mrs. Las Vegas. But yeah. um, shout out to Mr. Las Vegas and Sophie Maria, Sally Vibes, all the Latin artists out in Las Vegas. I love you. Support you. Um. Yeah, I live in Las Vegas. I've been a DJ for 10 years straight doing my thing. Um, that's what brought me back to making music. Um, I wanted to come up with something that was new. And I decided to make Drop Cumbia, kind of like a new Selena, but I don't want to tell anybody that. Um, but, you know, there really hasn't been somebody that has taken her place respectfully. I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but nobody has ever fold out, you know, maybe done that right. without copying her. I'm not trying to copy her right, right. at all. Like, I love her, respect her, who isn't influenced, inspired by Selena, right. Mexican or not, you know. Um, but I think Mexican, Latin, Latin music, Mexican music, they need more women in it, for sure. Um, I was at the Latin billboards, and I, I mean, I'm playing, this is how I created Yo Quiero Sila. It yeah. was on Cinco de Mayo, or Mexican Independence Day, at Caesars Palace. Um, I'm a main DJ at Caesars with Caesars Entertainment. Okay. So they would use me for all of their big artists. So I would open for and close for, um, let's say, Luis Miguel, um, all, Enrique Iglesias, I mean, Guns N' Roses, Madonna, Mariah Carey, like really? everybody. Yeah. That's so dope. when I would do this after party, um, I think it was, yeah, Luis Miguel. Um, all the music played all night, it's all male dominated, like every single song except yeah. for maybe a selena one in there and a couple others you know which is i don't know it was upsetting to me and then as a dj i know all these remixers so i'm like why didn't i think about this i can have my remixer friends help me make my music like right. period it's done and then all right. of a sudden i have an album out and i i was very specific i wanted mexican sounds i don't want reggaeton sounds at all i wanted complete Mexican sounds. I'm like, does it sound like Mexico City when you hear it? Yes. Okay. Perfect. Done. Let's let's do that and wow. let's write it. I, I really wanted something new, something colorful, and something that you know the little girls or even the, the older women like when I perform, they 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 go crazy. They it's go crazy, really yeah. cool. It, it it's honestly it's it's life changing. It's, it's to see your vision come to life. It's it, it's the best feeling in the world that's awesome you know? that's awesome you know, you know what I mean. you know uh, the reason why i asked you uh, uh early that you drove from las vegas i wanted to ask you <laughs> how was your drive coming over here knowing <laughs> la traffic i jumped the gun um you know i listened to chill music i really wanted to meditate so that kept me really calm it took about seven hours today for Se some reason it took forever seven hours hey but that means that cali's back so i'm happy with that i'm cool I'm totally cool with that because I would drive here in quarantine and it took me like three hours. <laughs> it took me 30 minutes to get, you know, from here right. to say Calabasas. <laughs> right, right, right. So it was awesome. Wow. 
Well, seven out. Damn. Oh, you know what? I say that to say this, that I appreciate you oh. being here. I appreciate <laughs> you. you being on time. It's weird that for some reason, people that have flown in or people that have dri driven seven hours, six hours, four and a half hours, they all show up on time. It's the guys that are local that show up late or they cancel. It, it, it's so crazy. Get it together. Yeah, get, get your shit together. Get it together. Now, uh, um, where originally are you from? I was born dead on Friday the 13th in El Paso, Texas. Friday the 13th? Yes. My wow. twin ate me. I'm a twin. Hi, Pam. I love you. <laughs> so from El Paso. El Paso, Texas. So you grew up there all your life? Or? Um, I didn't grow up there. My mother married a man um, and he brought us to Colorado, Greeley, Colorado. But we would always go back to, to Texas a couple okay. times a year. So from uh, Texas, Greeley, Greeley Colorado, Colorado, Texas, Greeley, Colorado. Yes, to um, Las Vegas, lovely Las Vegas. And... I've been a DJ there for 10 years. I mean, I've how, how deep do you want to go in? You want to start my, my bio? I I've, Let's just say music has been in my blood since I was in my mom's womb. I would say since I was conceived. This right. is all I've ever done. And at the same time, it makes me feel... Now, not... <laughs> People who do know me, they're like, man, Scylla just doesn't give up. She just doesn't give up. You know, they, I could, they could roll their eyes at me. Certain right. days it could bring me down, you know, because I'm resilient. I don't give up. The only way I know how to live my life is to live it the way I like, I want. But that's a good you thing. Know? You're going after yeah. what you want. Regardless. So for here now with quarantine and honestly not working for a year, that put a damper in the finances. Um, but I'm all in. I have nothing but my heart to give. Yeah, yeah. Like all in. What, what year did you end up moving to Vegas? Uh, um. I moved to Vegas in 20, 2008. Now, did you have friends already no. over there? So you just went by yourself? You just like I moved by myself. I didn't know how Vegas works. I didn't know anything. I mean, I I worked in radio previously in Denver, so I was trying to look for a job in radio. Um, I got a part-time job in radio, and then I was a cocktail server at the Golden Nugget Pool. That's where I met Sofia Maria. Okay. Um, and the food and beverage director, he, for some reason, he loved me, and he wanted me to be a cocktail server at the pool. And I'm like, what the hell is this? And then I'm like, whoa, this is amazing. There's a shark tank in the middle. Have you ever been there? It's great. And it changed my life, to be honest with you. I was like, I've never made more money in my life. And... I bought me my own little studio. I bought all my instruments. I grew up playing the violin and the guitar. I taught myself guitar. And I actually sing country so that um, I made some country songs and I went <laughs> to Nashville and that didn't work out, but I made it pretty far. Right, you right. Know? And then I decided to let that go, get back to broadcasting. Right. And I saw a female DJ at the Cosmopolitan when it first opened. And right. to be honest with you, in Denver, I grew up in radio there. There were no women DJs, none really? whatsoever. Absolutely not. They wouldn't even give me the time of day. They wouldn't even entertain the, the idea. They wouldn't. What, 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 what do you think that was? I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I have no idea because I have no idea. It doesn't make any sense to me because hmm. I know what a hit song is. I know how to put, right, right. I know how to put my shit together. Every time I DJ, everybody's always like, what you know about this? What you know about that? And like, they always are just double taking, 
excuse me? Show me what you can do. Show me what you can do. I was like, you heard me what I can do, right? That's what brought you in here, right? I was like, right. stand back. Stand back. <laughs> Get out of my way, bitch. And, or right, I'll just right. turn up the monitor, too. They're right. trying to holler at the, <laughs> at the DJ booth. That's when I blast my shit. So <laughs> anyways, I know what I'm doing. Right. I, I may not look like it now, but or whatever. I doesn't mean anything. I do. Right. So you said that from the womb, you were... An entertainer. Yes. Always. This is... I still feel, especially right now, I will say this because I told this to someone the other day. I said, you know, I feel like I created the person I always wanted to be. And I'm living that right now. That's awesome. Yeah. It's never too, it's never too late to live the life you want to live right now. And I tell people that as well. Like, never give up on your dreams, you know, uh, pursue them, you know, and because... My thing is this, I've known people that I knew were talented, but when one or two doors closed, they just stopped. They just stopped. And I feel bad because I'm I'm the total opposite. I'm like, fuck it, I'm gonna keep going. Yeah. I'm gonna make this work. I mean, when I give up is 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 the day I die, to be honest with you. If I give up on myself, I'm as good as dead. Mm -hmm. I really am. Yeah. So regardless, I'm I'm still gonna do what I love. I'm still going to make music regardless of the outcome. But now I've never had more people believe in me um, and actually, right. yeah, want to, to work with me, uh, follow me and see. I've never had this many people believe in me. That's, that's and dope. I feel like finally after DJing, definitely, definitely help get my vision, bring my vision to life. Mm -hmm. And now I'm very well packaged. I feel like I have everything piece together yeah. and I'm not signed. I do everything on my own. Um, I don't care to be signed by a label. What I really would love is like top notch agent. I don't yeah. need a manager. I need a top notch agent to put me where I need to be. I want to go on tour. I'm actually on a Bonda tour right now. Mm -hmm. um, we'll talk well, about that later. Yeah, we'll talk about, we'll that, talk later. about that later. I wanted to ask you because on your bio, it said that your parents, if I'm correct with musicians, uh, my mom, no, not my parents. My parents were not Okay, musicians. then maybe I must have read it wrong. Yeah. Because so, I've read something, it was in Spanish, it said, mis padres. Oh, yeah, no, they're not musicians at all. Sorry, mom. <laughs> no. Okay, then you must think that my I must uncle, have misread. Yeah, my uncle is an amazing musician. Um, he can shred. He's like in a Mexican rock band in, okay, in El Paso. Okay. Now, now, as a kid growing up in a Mexican home, what type of music were you raised with? Um, honestly, it was very much the way, I guess, the, uh, Selena's dad was. We had the the Latin culture. So, yeah, we would listen to the West Coast, like, you know, oldies but goodies. We would oh. listen to Selena. We would listen to Tejano, Tex-Mex music. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't so much grow up listening to banda. You know, was, mm -hmm. we were very Mexican-American. Mm -hmm. Let's just put it that way. Okay. And for me, I wanted I want to be up in my culture now. Yeah. You know, I I know it. I know what musically, and I challenged myself. When I told you I was, um, you know, doing the parties for Cinco de Mayo, I said, you know, I if I can't play for my people, then I don't belong here. And I did. So the first time I did that, I played till five in the morning, and they didn't want me to leave. And then I'm done, and they're following me out of Caesar's Palace. No, out of the venue in in the whole like casino chanting my name it was so cool really? i wish i would have gotten on video but i it, that's dope it was so cool i mean so um it's in me my language is is music and you know we didn't speak spanish growing up 
either or my my parents only spoke it when my dad didn't want us to understand what he was saying but we can understand it right right and i wanted to make sure that i i just i want to embrace every part of my mexicanness you know i want to sing in spanish so i wrote my album in spanish and I love it. So now people, when they see me <laughs> and they talk to me, I'm like, it's gonna take a minute. I'm sorry. Um, I, I hired a Spanish tutor, so I'm learning and right, I'm right. getting the anxieties going away because that's a big anxiety for me. Right. It really was. That's dope. So, so now um, you said you taught yourself how to play the guitar? I taught myself how to play the guitar, my sister and I. She started first and that took her time away from me. And I'm like, well, I guess I have to learn the guitar with her so we can play together. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I taught myself the guitar, um, but we grew up playing the violin in church. Uh, very musical. I mean, uh-huh. I always would listen to the hits and I would feel like I knew what was a hit song or not. And, mm-hmm. But the 90s were great. Right, you know? right, right. So it was easy to spot a hit. Wait, did, sure. did you did you listen to a lot of things like on the radio? Like, was it just pop? Was it rap? Was it country? Everything. Everything? Everything. Absolutely everything. Okay. So yeah. you just didn't stick to one genre? Oh, no. Okay. No. I can do everything. So when people ask me, like, what do you DJ? I was like, I do everything. But I do it the way I, I program myself is yeah. I don't like for things to feel like work. So as soon as it feels like work, I need to take a step back. I need to switch it up because I don't like work. No, no, I, I know. So. I know exactly how you feel because there was a time where I was producing and I'll be honest, I was just tired of it. Yeah. It, it became like a damn job yeah. and I didn't really love it anymore. So what I did, to be quite honest, I took like between a, maybe 10, 12 year break, you know, and wow. I didn't miss it. But I will say this, towards the end of those years of me not doing no music, I would say that I knew that there was a part of me that was empty yeah, and that I needed to complete it. And sure. that was music again. Yeah. You know, so it, when it's in you, it's in you. You can't, you can't, um, yeah, you re- right. You can't help it. It's, yeah. it's who you are. I wake up, I turn on my music and I, Every day, every day. Right. So with my venues, I do specific, specifically how or like hip hop venues. I used to do Dre's, um, Cromwell downstairs. Um, I would do just house venues too, and then pool parties are predominantly open format too. And then I do specifically Latin venues too. Mm, so okay. I do it all, and I love it because it's fun, and I get mm-hmm. to stay up in it and everything. But now since quarantine, I feel like music i compared it's like a beehive so now there's here's a beehive but then in the beehive are all these different genres and then now there's what, what it what's the square things that i always forget it <laughs> what is it called those are the subgenres in the beehive so right. now everybody is just thriving doing their own thing and there's so many artists that i've never heard of that are amazing that aren't on the radio right. you know so now it's just do your own thing see what works but i still want to make money and continue to live the life that I want to do and travel the world and get paid for it. Right, right. Share my gift with the world as well, so. Now, before you moved to Vegas, you you mentioned that you were in radio in Denver? Yeah, Denver. Okay, uh, uh, how did you get into that? Did you know somebody? No, Um, I always was drawn to radio, talk radio, especially there was this show in Denver, uh, radio station was KS1075 when it used to be all hip hop Sunday nights with Tony V. 
another Tony. Um, <laughs> he was like Uncle Tony. He helped me get through the really hard time in my life. Um, I don't really like my my past doesn't define me, but it it, it is part of my story. Yeah. Um, so like my mother decided to to flee the coop when I was fifteen. She just she said, "Kids, if I don't, I will end up in jail if <laughs> if I don't leave." or I will kill your father, pretty much. Like, oh, like I have got to leave. We didn't understand it at the time, but we do now. So right. everything's fine, but that was a really hard time for me. Um, so Tony V would have these shows on Sunday nights and my sister and I would listen to him every Sunday night. And he just, I don't know, he became like a family member to me. Uh -huh. and I just love the impact that he had on me. And that's why I wanted to do radio. And then I got to intern with him and he became my mentor. And then I would listen to the awesome DJs at the radio station, DJ Jones, DJ Beds, and they were just so amazing and I learned from them and I would just go to every club they were at. I was underage too and I would sneak in because right, right, I just right. wanted to hear them play. And I would go by myself. I would go by myself. I just wanted to hear them play. And I learned from them. You know, well, you but, had yeah. a desire to learn. Oh yeah, exactly. I had that desire. I had that passion, that drive and I still do now. It hasn't changed. Right. So I still feel like I'm my 12-year-old self, to be honest with you. Well, you know, I know exactly how you feel because even though I'm my age, I still feel like I'm 28, 29 years old. Yeah, I was so. confused because you said, yeah, my son's going to open the door and I was expecting a young boy <laughs> and he wasn't a young boy. <laughs> now, 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 why, why um, Vegas and not possibly LA? I want to be in LA now. Oh, okay. oh, I'm happy when I'm here. When I'm here, I'm just like, I come alive. It's exciting. Um, since I started working with Tony Rocks, shout out to Tony Rocks. Um, I, you know, he's really kind of brought my vision to life mm -hmm. even more or presented the right people before me. Yeah. And like you and everybody, every event that I'll do, it, it's just a dream come true. It's exactly who I wanted to work with. Um, when I made my persona, who I am right now. Like, it's wild, yeah. I love it so much. Did I answer your question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah. So, so from Denver, oh, from you know, Colorado, you went to Las Vegas. Now, when you saw this female DJ. Yes. Now, for, for somebody, let's just say that some young females thinking, okay, that's what I wanna do too. Yes. What was the first thing you did when you saw this female, did you say, okay, I gotta save up my money, buy my equipment? Uh, how, how did that, that come along for you to start DJing? I just went up to her, I was like, oh my God, I love that you're a female DJ, this is amazing, this is so great. Like, can I give you a hug, I wanna follow you, what do you want, like, this is just so amazing. We became friends and uh, Steffi K, Miss Joy, it was two of them at the same time and they're amazing and I, it's so cool just to be friends with all of my, the people, the women that I right. looked up to when I first moved to Vegas. Um, actually, before I moved to Vegas, I was doing these nightclub little tours of like 15 minute little shows. Okay. So I would put these little 15 minute shows and perform in nightclubs around. So it was like whatever songs were hot, but it was like Pussycat Dolls, Lady Gaga, Katy Perry, um, you know, like right. Britney Spears. Um, fun shows and then one of my i had dancers too so one of my dancers introduced me to this producer who actually if it weren't for him i don't think i i don't know 
where how I would have evolved as a pop artist. Yeah. But he saw something in me. He's like, you're my Gaga. You're my Gaga. So he made me his Gaga. And then he was a DJ at the gay clubs. So he kind of taught me how to DJ, sort of. Okay. I already had it in me, like flow and storytelling, but I just needed to work on um, mixing, transitioning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I still have that same very first set that I did, and I will use that set um, for auditions <laughs> too when I need to audition live. Right. Um, because I got let go of that gay club. They didn't like me. They're like, uh, we uh -huh. don't want her. We just want you. And, and then I used that set just as fuel as, as my progression. So um, I don't like people to, to talk shit about me. So I fix that <laughs> real quick. Okay. So yeah. now, that, now let me ask you this. So the, the reason why I asked you was like, what was your next step? Did you ever buy your equipment? Yes. Oh. So yes, I did. I bought my own equipment. I was like, how much is this? Okay. Well, it's an investment. Once I realized how much you get paid or I, I just loved it. My grandma passed right. away when I moved to Vegas. Um, I moved to Vegas the very next day after her funeral and DJing and the music saved my life because it kept me just thinking about the music my mind off the pain right, and right. um when i finally got my first gig it was like an hour gig i was opening but it was 200 dollars for that it was 200 dollars for an hour and i was like really i could i could do this full time getting to play music full time why wouldn't i want to just do that that would right. be dope and then it took a while, a couple years, but finally when I met the right person, I mean, I had to fight for myself. I really had to, I, I, I told Steve Stevenson, the, rec, the director of entertainment at Caesars Palace. <laughs> I called him out, I was like, you're a flake, you're not, you're not hiring me, you said you would, and I miss out on gigs because you, you didn't hire me, and I was totally like bullshitting, and I told him, I told him this, and he, right. we're family now, so, um, he gave me my first opportunity and he let me grow too. He gave me room to grow because he believed in me. And oh. I definitely wouldn't have been where I am now if it weren't for him, for sure, because he's the one that placed me at, you know, right. as one of their top dogs. Right. Now, uh, during that time when you started DJing, yeah. I know you said you mentioned one female. Was there a lot more coming up? There was definitely a lot more um, that I didn't know about. Right. Um, but now I feel like I know all the d female DJs in Las Vegas, and they're all amazing. They're all my friends, and all the boys, like all the male DJs, they'll have their crews, and I'm like, I want to have a female crew too. So, one of my friends, we we started playing at the Flamingo Pool a few years ago, and we had our own. We were the only like female DJ duo that was like consistent because we were dope and we did the Flamingo Go Pool, we did Send Your Frogs, um, and we just rocked the party and it was so much fun. So we were like, we want more women around us. So we started like a female meetup group and yeah. we want all the ladies to be able to be friends and mm -hmm. support each other. And I know not everybody is as evolved as, as us, <laughs> let's be real, um, but that's okay. You know, uh, some people are introverts and that's wow. fine. You know, I just wanted, wanted to ask you this question because I have several female DJ friends out here, okay? Which ones? Angie uh, V, Bella Fiasco? No, no. They, oh. they, they do more like oldie stuff. Okay. Okay. So it, it's it's a little different, uh, how would you say, uh, 
uh, they don't like to be called DJs. They, they be called soleras because they spin Solera. soul music. Okay. That's cute. Yeah. Just dope. That's cool. So out here, it's kind of a different scene. So now, um, I asked them, you know, because I know there's a lot of female DJs. I go, have you ever experienced any hate? And they all said, yeah, from the dudes. That was my question. Have you ever experienced that? <laughs> I just let go of the agency that had me with, um, yeah, I just let go of the agency. I don't mind saying this because there was so much hate. Really? So much hate. Manipulation. Um, just mad hate. Beyond. Always, I'm posting a picture of my feet overlooking the beach and I'm talking about my self-growth and they're like what's wrong up with Silla? Where, where's she going and i'm like can i just be happy for me i, I mean they went off on other things but yes even when i won best dj you will only have this one time don't forget that so you cherish this and you be humble you be humble Silla. and i'm like why are you telling me this as on stage as i'm getting this award i'm like this wow. doesn't mean anything I just just give it to somebody else this is just to to shut people up or shut me up, I don't know, just take it. I worked my ass off to get here because I fought for myself. And anybody who thinks otherwise, I'm sorry, they can go fuck themselves. And I said, listen, they're, they're like, Sula, how do, I, how do I get like you come up here? I'm like, well, thank you for thinking so highly of me. I appreciate yeah. it. I was like, well, you gotta fight for yourself. Yeah. You gotta fight for yourself. I like your attitude. I mean, the first time someone, some bartender is talking shit about me at a venue, and I'm, and he's saying that I, I'm not gonna talk, I'm not gonna get on the mic. I'm like, well, I'm one of the only female MCs in Las Vegas. I'm like, he's flat out lying. I'm like, you know what? You're not here in Las Vegas. You need to come here and you need to fight for me. I just don't want to be a female on your roster. I right. was like, you need to believe, you need to fight for me. So he showed up the next week, listened to me for four hours, didn't tell me. He's like, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And then I moved my way up to the top because I've fought for myself. So I always tell everybody, I'm like, you gotta have balls to stand up for yourself. If you don't, then good luck. Sometimes it takes balls to be a woman. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna go ahead and press pause right there and then okay. we're gonna come right back <laughs> because I wanna talk about, you tried up for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, oh my trip. God. Okay, we're gonna talk about that, okay? <laughs> so everybody, make sure you call somebody, text somebody, slap the shit out of somebody, let them know that Yo Quiero Sila is in the motherfucking building. We'll be back 10 minutes. And welcome back, everybody, to Rodeo Radio episode 160. And uh, we're just going to go ahead and jump right back into it. I know we uh, left a couple of announcements out, but once again, if you want a shirt, you want a hat, you want a sweater, hoodie, whatever the hell you want, uh, um, you know, male booty shirts, I'm just playing. Uh, go to documentary.com and there you get it. But without further ado, yo quiero sila. Hi. So did I get that right? Yeah, okay, you got cool. perfect. When cool. I say yo, you say quiero. Yo. Quiero. Yo. Quiero. Yeah. I got that down. Damn, we're a duet. So, okay, so now, you know what? Uh, back in the 80s, every DJ had to have a name. When you started DJing, did you give yourself a name? Yes. Okay. Uh, my very first DJ name was Scylla the Thriller. Scylla the Thriller. Scylla the Thriller. Okay. <laughs> I mean, males would always jump to you. That sounds like a poor name. And I'm like... So Ron Jeremy gave me that. Yeah, no, I, I guess so. So now it's like, I kind of want my image. I, I kind of want that 90s Playboy 
porn star rock star vibes without being like yeah right. I, yeah i mean that's kind of my image i or not so much sort of kind but of sort of kind of you know more poppy right a little toned down but yeah that's definitely my so image. How, how long did you keep that in for <laughs> Uh, it was a long time. I recently just became Yo Quiero Sila. Um, I would say up until two years ago. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. For sure. Now, now tell us a little bit of you trying out for the oh. Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. Well, it was my dream to be a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. Hell it yeah. still is my dream to be an NFL cheerleader. It really is. Um, just, as long as it's not for the Raiders. <laughs> But you gotta stick with the home team, and they just put a nightclub at the end of the um, really in the end zone. Yeah, it's it's a nightclub night in the end zone. So in halftime for halftimes, they'll have like big time DJs perform there for wow. the yeah for the halftime show. But if they're losing, nobody's gonna be dancing. I don't think Vegas is gonna care because we're actually becoming a real city. And I'm sorry we stole the Raiders from you, but it's time, you know. Like, yeah, give I'm, it up, I'm, right? I'm, I'm so excited. I never thought I'd be a Raiders fan, but I'm a Raiders fan now. So no more Cowboys. No, I love the Cowboys. I posted my picture for a reason. All right. You know, right. I I'm gonna start. Yeah, I I love the Cowboys. Every time I see that star, it's like home. All right. Like, All right. You know what I mean? It's like there's home. I'm home. But you're showing family. love for your city. For the home so, team. Yes. Okay. I mean, I live right next to the Raiders stadium. So, okay. yeah, it's okay. right there. I got to I got to be a fan. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, tell us how did you try out? Oh my god. Um, so I'm really good at attracting what I want. Mm -hmm. And there was a show on CMT called, you know, Making the Team, the Dallas Cowboys Cheerleaders. And I said, I'm going to be on the show. They're going to pick me. They're going to call me. And so I, you have to apply online or you just have to register right. online with the DCC. So I registered. And then a few days later, they called me up. We want to follow you around. I was like, oh, my God, they're going to follow me around the process. They think I'm that cool. Okay, cool. Um, I did really well, but I didn't make the cut. What was it looking for that, that they claimed possibly you didn't have? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go there. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know. I don't even know. To okay, be honest with okay. you, I don't even know. They like young, young-looking girls. I mean, like how, how, young, really young. That kind of okay. I, don't I know agree, but that was how it was then. So okay, I, yeah, that was a while ago. Wow. <laughs> there we go. Two time, two time reject. Okay, so you so okay. You get rejected the first time. So then how soon after did you say, I'm gonna try it again? The next year. Now I, I had my first time under my belt. Now I knew what to expect. And okay. I made friends with the cheerleaders. Actually, I didn't have a place to stay. Um, and they invited me to stay with them at their house. And then, really? yeah. So um, I, I did some camps and I you know stretched a lot. I wanted to make sure I had the kick line done and um, I still got rejected, and I was like, okay, we're good. We're good. But you you know what? <laughs> you went out there and tried out. Oh, but this time I sang. I was like, I, I just did, I opened up with a little something. I don't remember, but I sang, and I was like, wow, it actually sounded pretty good. But that didn't help my chances at all. So. <laughs> did you ever meet Jerry Jones, the owner? Oh, yeah. You met him? Yes. Oh, he likes to meet him. And his sister, because she runs the, the cheerleaders. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna ask you a question. I'll put you to the test. Okay. Uh. You live by, by the Raider Stadium. 
Say the Cowboys fly in to play the Raiders. Oh, I'm there. I'm going for the Cowboys. Okay, that's all I want to tell. There you go. Okay, we're good. Yeah. If not, I was about to end the interview right oh, now. Oh no! I'm, 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 I'm. Oh no! I'll go in my cheerleaders uniform. That's dope. <laughs> With my pom-poms. So 2020, if I'm correct, you start sinking. No. Okay. Educate me. Okay. Um, I made my album. It took a full year to make my album, so I made it in 2019. 2019. Released it February 2020. Okay. Like three weeks before the shutdown. What And I wasn't know? sure what was going to happen, where the state of music was going to go. And I was like, well, I'm, this is just free time. I really, I deserve some time off. I just want to take the time off. Um, so I took the time off and then, you know, but it, it took a while for us to understand where the whole, where the next way, the new world was going to go. Right. You know, right. Okay. it really did. And then honestly, 2020 was very challenging. I ended up getting like paralyzed. I was in, a, in pain, my neck. What do you um, mean paralyzed? Yeah, I um, I had, uh, why do I always forget? <laughs> <laughs> I had my LC4, C5, C6, they were fractured. So I had them removed and replaced. Um, and before I knew that, I was just, I was, I thought I was having a heart attack or stroke. I was in a lot of pain the whole summer, like the whole year, up oh, until wow. October. I was like crippled. I was very crippled until... One day my heart rate was so high, my friend took me to the emergency room and yeah, my heart rate was at 217. My bones was pin were pinching on my nerves. Uh -huh. So that's why it was like this. And then I had to get, oh, wow. um, they slipped my, my neck right here. So here's the scar. Oh, wow. Right there. Um, and how did that happen? Parting too hard, you know, banging my, my head at the DJ booth. I take very seriously, you know. <laughs> do you believe me no <laughs> you're no, DJ. you no. don't believe yeah, me exactly. um to be honest with you i have no idea um i have no idea bad geni bad genetics wow. bad genetics yeah wow so after coming out of surgery my whole then my right side went completely numb as the doctors would say but i it, it was it was dangling i couldn't do anything so i believe that I would get it done and rehab it and sure enough now I'm back and I can lift up my arm and I'm good that's dope that's, that's, well I'm glad I'm sorry to hear that but I'm glad that you're doing well now yeah it was a tough year but you know it made me who I am today so yeah. I cried a lot I was in a lot of pain in 2020 literally at the stroke of midnight I was like none of that none of that none of that right. so we're going all in and so let's just say January 1st, made my first music video, got nominated for Best Latin Artist in Las Vegas, had my first Bonda tour. Um, now I'm here in LA making a name for myself. Um, but there's more that I forget, but you know, I'm on the right track. Oh, St. Silla, the DJ, revamped my DJ name, released her first track um, on Pitbull's Globalization on Sirius XM Radio, so she's doing very well. Um, I talk about my two personalities. It's all, like this. It's, it's all good. <laughs> Keep going. Um, so let's just say I think I'm doing pretty well so far. Okay, now say you uh, 2019, yeah. you start putting together or you finish your album. Yes. How did you go about doing it? Me being a producer, did you contact producers? Did you start working on it yourself? You know, uh, how did that come about? And how many songs were on the album? Okay, uh, it was a progression. First, it was like, well, let's start off with one song and let's see how I sound and let's see how the response is and let's just let's go from there. 
So I contacted this producer, um, DJ Tooms out of Colombia, um, DJ City, and I said, here's my idea. I just wanted to remake one of my country songs and make it Spanish. Totally changed into a completely new song, and I, wow. Sucio. Okay. <laughs> no en mi culo, no en mi culo. <laughs> um, and it was fun. And I'm like, okay, now I'm ready to make some real music. So um, I started writing. I worked with a couple producers. Finally, uh, one of my DJ friends, he sent me a beat for La, La Diabla. Yeah. And I loved it. And then I sent it to um, Carlos, which is version five. And he's like, can I, can I add some things to it? If you don't mind. I was like, well, let me ask DJ Spare. And he's like, sure, yeah whatever so i felt like he worked his magic and then all of a sudden one a remix or just a mastering of a song became an album so version five and i i told him my vision you know and he had some amazing music in the works and you know we 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 started yo quiero zilla together okay. um, we made trap cumbia and thankfully he said this to me the other day he's like you know i've I've gotten a lot of new opportunities and I wouldn't be here if, you know, I didn't meet you. Right, And I right. wouldn't even be doing Latin music if it weren't for you, too. I was like, really? That's, that means a lot. Yeah. That means yeah. a lot. So we're like peas and carrots, Missy Elliott and Timbaland and yeah. Diddy and Mace in the 90s, I feel like. Yeah, um, okay. And we, uh, we have our sound. I have my sound. Okay. Um, and, and was it just you and him for this album? Or not just for this album. I have some crazy. I have some crazy shit on my album because I am a DJ. I wanted people to show my diversity, but I wanted it to be like a concept album, but uh, cumbia based. I wanted to be okay. Latin pop based. So, so you, because you had told me earlier that you pretty much created your own genre. I created the genre. I said I want trap cumbia. Nobody's uh, uh, trap cumbia or like twerk. Cumbia. Like, you know, I want I want the baddies, the you know, the Hana baddies to, to be twerking to cumbia. Like right, right. I, I love Los Angeles Los Angeles Azules, they're my favorite and like all the really amazing cumbia bands of cumbia, they're so great, but they're there's nothing quite like what I'm doing. Right. Which is right. a legit like pop artist type thing for the young kids. But mm -hmm. it still pops with grandma grandpa. <laughs> right, right. So now that makes sense. Yes. Okay. Before your album dropped, did you release any singles before that? Sucio. Or, okay, Sucio. Sucio. Then your album dropped. What about a month or so after? No, a year later. A year later. Okay. Yeah, I put the work in. Now let's go back to your first single. Then first, Sucio. What yeah. was the response that you got <laughs> when it released? You know, a lot of my DJ friends they started playing it and they would send me videos of them playing it. I was like, oh my god, wow! And then they would be like, look what I did to your song, and and one remixed it and he put like Lil John on top of it, and it it even hit number one at Club Killers or number one downloaded one day right. um, at Club Killers, which is a big DJ record pool. Um, and actually, those guys, if it weren't for Club Killers and DJ City, um, I have their support. Yeah, for yeah. sure like they are the ones who've mastered my music helped me make my music uh -huh. make sure everything sounds great and you know we work together so they support me and and i'm yeah i, I love those guys okay okay so now the album drops what is the name of the album la diabla la diabla so after the song after the song la diabla um at that point in my my life i mean i, I was 
breakup. It was a breakup, um, but I changed. I I just evolved. Um, I evolved into who I am today. So I embrace all of my. I don't think they're bad parts to me at all. To mm-hmm. other people, they could be flaws. To me, they're not flaws at all. I'm just open about my flaws or who I am, and it's just an idea of like. T- to challenge you to think outside right. the box, basically. And La Diabla, sometimes the devil wants a break and he just, she just wants to dance. <laughs> I mean, you gotta be devious all the time. It's like, I just want a break from being La Diabla and let's just, it's cumbia, okay. or salsa or whatever. The album drops, Yeah. what's the response you get? Um, the, the album drops. I threw an album release party. I invited all my friends. I invited all of Las Vegas media, DJs, and, and entertainers. I was so nervous because everybody that I know is is in entertainment. Everybody's right. a critic. Everybody's a professional at what they do. So I didn't tell them that I planned a mini concert um, <laughs> at the Hard Rock, and okay. Hard Rock sponsored it, too. Oh, that's dope. So I had the backing of Hard Rock. I mean, I work... I've got great connections. And it sounds so, like it. Yeah. Um, so Hard Rock's through it. And I I made all of my, um, I, I did all of my merch. I did all of my graphics. I, I mean, I wrote, co-wrote. Um, if I didn't write it, version, version five and I, we wrote it together. Okay. Um, I had a band. I had a DJ. I had an opening act. It was a full-blown concert. So let's say they showed up to see J-Lo, um, and they didn't even know it. Um, and I and wanted that response. Yeah. So that's where I left off, and then COVID hit. Um, so now I'm picking up where I left off right before that. Right, right. Exactly. Man, you know what? Uh, I, I hear this story a lot, meaning a lot of people say, you know, I dropped this, and then fucking COVID hit. Yeah. You know, like I had uh, uh, Esteban Orio. He is uh, pretty much like him and Cartoon are like partners, Mr. Cartoon, the ink. Yeah. Uh, okay. And they had dropped that LA Originals um, documentary on Netflix. Great. And they great were supposed documentary. to. Yes. They were supposed great. to go to, to uh, I believe, in Texas to uh, uh, host a uh, film festival, mm-hmm. uh, the biggest film festival out there. COVID hit, so it was shut down. Yeah. You know, we were supposed to enter our documentary in the same film festival. Yeah. Couldn't do it. Yeah. You know, so we just said, fuck it, let's just go ahead and release it on our website and go from there. So, wow. yeah. but yeah, I mean, being locked down for a whole year, like. It- I would say, honestly, I have to give a shout out to all the DJs um, because they saved my life in quarantine. The DJs that started DJing and in quarantine or right. wanted me to um, DJ on their shows or whatever and like bigger um platforms like on the east coast like la mezcla and latin mix and like they have their djs opening and touring with like bad bunny and all the big big guys and they found me and so now i'm signed with them as well as a dj um and i'm working on having my show my first radio show with them as well that's dope and i mean they really saved my life because they played my music and they thought i was dope and they kept it alive because i mean i'm older than i look really young uh <laughs> but um i um I, I was like i think i'm done with this like i have no desire to to put myself through this again like i'm i'm done quarantine really just it just beat the shit out of me to be honest with you but yeah. the djs kept me and my music alive my music alive which kept right. me alive and it kept me going okay and it still does they still do 
every week. Um, shout out to DJ Extreme, Marvelous Promotions, who's huge. I mean, again, if it weren't for the DJs, I got a lot of DJs right. who who believe in me and support me and love me. And I just thank you. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah. It's always good to have support like that. Now, I know you told me that you are touring with the Banda band. Oh, yes, Saka La Banda. You know, share with us, uh, how did you come to meet them and... The Law of Attraction, it was all part of my master plan um, that I created okay. for myself. Um, you have the picture of me up in my suit behind the, the Impala. Um, I chose that look because I, I said, all these Banda boys, all these Corrido boys, Grupo boys, they all dress the same. Yeah. I'm going to dress like them. I'm gonna look like them, but I'm not gonna wear a bra. I'm gonna have chain. I'm gonna make it more sexy. But I'm gonna look like them because I want to. I want to go on tour with them, and I want to just expand expand the music a little bit. Yeah. Because I honestly, I it's so big, and I really love it, um, but it still sounds the same to me. So I wanted just to switch up. Okay. And I wanted to be a female in it too because it's such a male dominant yes. industry. It's like, okay, there's another guy, there's another male, there's another male, there's another male. Oh my God. How many more males do we need? And like, it really is what it is. It's like, yes. it's too much. Um, Saka Lavanda came to me. I was doing this uh, Latin Grammy thing in Vegas. It was a live thing for Latin Music Week. Uh -huh. And I, um, got asked to DJ there and it was in COVID, it was in November. So this is when you weren't allowed to have the volume up, you know, five DBs right. and everything. Nobody, all the bars were closed. The lounges right. weren't even open. No alcohol was not allowed. And we still threw this event. And I said, you know what? After party at my place, let's go. You guys can perform, let's let's perform at my place. So I invited everybody that was there. So I had all the Banda boys and, and the Corrido boys, they're outside on my balcony, singing their hearts out. It was just, it, it made my That's day. Dope. And then I had DJ Extreme on the ones and twos and DJ Javi. Um, and then everybody, like we just partied till five in the morning that day. And so I met, made that connection that day. And that's where I met Tony Rocks too. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so this banda said, let's roll. You know, who are you? They're like, who are you? Everybody's talking about you. Who are you? And I'm like, um, hi, I'm Scylla. Nice to meet you. <laughs> and I had a neck brace on. <laughs> I had oh, my shit. neck brace on. I was still, I shouldn't have been there. But this was all I had to look forward to. So I was like, right. I'm, I'm all in. Like I said, I have nothing but my heart to give at this point. So that's what i did i gave them a night to remember and they got to know me and they're like you know i think i want you to what do you think about being in saka la banda for sure um and i said fuck yes i said have you heard my music <laughs> let's listen to it right now and then he was like oh my god and he said a couple things he's like you're like a new selena and that's like one of the first things that people will say even without hearing my music They'll, they'll say that, but I don't feel like I give off that vibe at all right, right, whatsoever, right. Right. Um, but I'm honored that they say that. Right. And I, when then, when you see me, um, I'm a whole bunch of new things. Like it's, mm -hmm. it, I'm really new. And I, like I said, I always tell everybody, they're like, you're really, you're like seasoned. I said, well, I've been DJing on the strip for 10 years. So right. I am in front of people all the time. When I was in my girl group, um, we were on the stage, so I'm the MC, and I'm like dancing nonstop. And 
You know, let, let, let me say something, and yeah. I'm glad you brought up that you're a DJ, and I'm glad that you were a DJ, or you are a DJ, and I'm going to tell you why. Because uh, I remember I had a conversation many, many years ago with Dr. Dre, and we're talking about 1987, and um, he saw me DJing, and he loved the way I cut and scratch and the way I blended songs together. And he told me, he said, if you ever decided to produce, and I wasn't producing yet, he said, you're going to be a great producer because you know what people want to hear. Sure. And it's the same thing with you, you DJing, yeah. you know what gets asses on the dance floor. Oh, yeah. I mean, and women do too. I mean, women know that if the female DJs know if the girls are dancing, the guys are happy. Yes. Guys are happy. Yes. Bring another bottle. Bring another bottle. Bring another right. bottle. Right. Like, I'm not trying to feed more. Uh, yeah, that it's just, I think it's mathematics, right. period. Right. And then when I would DJ at like the Cromwell or downstairs, it doesn't matter where I was doing a hip hop venue. Um, some of the big acts would come through this lounge first and they would be like, who's playing? And they'd be like, are you a producer? And I was like, uh, I mean, I, I don't call myself one, but I know what I'm but doing. Yeah, They're like, but you sound that. like, a, you play like you're a producer. I was like, thank you. And then this guy, you know, produces for Chris Brown and a whole bunch of other people and Trey Song. So that meant a lot to me. Yeah, that's dope. So thank you for saying that. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. Wait, wait, because you transfer that into your, your music, yeah. you know. So now, 2021, what can people expect from you? Because I know you have a show Friday. You want to promote Friday. that? Yes. Um, you can see me in Anaheim at Mexico de Noche Nightclub, 9 p.m., Saca La Banda. Um, it's going to be fun. Honestly, these shows have changed my life. Uh -huh. um, the talent that Lou, shout out to Louie, I love you, um, PL Productions, um, the talent that he picks... Some of them are so raw and so new um, and up and coming. They're so dope. I mean, I feel like you're whisked away into narcos deep in Mexico. And now it's like an invite only type of thing mm. with only the coolest Mexicans there and like the coolest <laughs> music. And then I show up and I'm only female and I'm like hella extra too. And, <laughs> um, it, and it, it's just a vibe, like it's fun. And nobody ever expects that. They're like, "It's dope." I said, "I know." Do I do I sign on anything that's not dope? Like, have you ever right, right. have you ever literally food anything? Have I ever steered you wrong? No. I said, "That's fucking right." So, Saca La Banda Friday, Mexico the night, Mexico the noche nightclub in Anaheim. In Anaheim. Follow okay. me on Instagram. That way, I'll show yes. you everywhere you get your. Your Instagram's videos. been popping up, so they'll be able okay, to follow perfect. you. There we go. And I know once the video's posted on the description, they'll be able to follow you as well. Cool. Um, can the fans expect single, uh, album, anything like that anytime soon in 2021? Um, in 2021, yes, not later. I'm still taking my time releasing my album, and uh -huh. because I haven't been working, I don't want to stress myself out. I right. know that so many people in Latin music, they just pop out. A song every two weeks and i i disagree with that wholeheartedly i think it's just discredit to the song i have to person, agree with you too the producer everybody involved i just completely disagree with popping out music like that look i'm gonna say this i know these guys personally every three damn weeks i got an ep dropping uh, you know i i had to tell this one guy fuck bro let me miss you like seriously, let me. Every time yes. I see you, I, I got a, I got another EP. I got another EP. No, I'm just trying. I I think it's it's. I just I don't agree with it. But I think that 
um, I want my music to breathe. I want to really say like, I'm here to stay. Right. My music is here to stay. I, I want it to stay. I'm gonna force it down your throat. <laughs> Listen to me, bitch. You know, right. <laughs> I like that. Um, but it's new, and I knew that people were gonna be, especially radio friends. I have a lot of friends in radio in yeah. Vegas. Nobody, except for the DJs in their mix shows, will play my my song because it's so new. They're like, "Well, is it regional Mexican or is it Latin pop? What does it sound like? It's new. It's good. Does it make you move? Yes, everybody loves it. But they're wait. They're not." ballsy enough to just think for themselves and right. play it. So, you know, I, I don't care. I overlook it. That's fine. Every places that matter, like LA, right. <laughs> they represent. Right. Love you, LA. <laughs> you know, and, and it, let me encourage DJs. Maybe you may never heard of me. Maybe you don't care or whatever, but I've been DJing for many, many years. Okay. I've DJed all over the U.S. Now, the guy, the DJs, producers, rappers, singers, the ones that really, really make uh, uh, noise, or the ones that really make it are the ones that are ballsy and take that chance. There's a lot of people that just kind of want to stick to the regular, uh, if you will, format. Yes. And they don't want to rock the boat because they don't want to lose a fucking job or maybe lose a, the audience. But it's the people that really fucking take a chance that this shit's going to fucking work. Yeah. Those are the people that are going to make a difference. You know, it, it's almost like uh, there's a saying that says, you know, nobody's ever made a difference being like everybody else. Amen. And and that's why I wanted to bring something new because everybody's trying to be Bad Bunny. Everybody's trying to be um, so many new things. But I think the women are really stepping up now in Latin music and people are noticing. And that's they're dope. so amazing. There's so many amazing new women in Latin music. And I'm still different, but I'm still in that same, like, right, right, right. you know, on that same level of greatness and badassness. Yeah, yeah. But I bring something new to the table, and that's really what I wanted to do with my sound. Um, was just mainly, though, represent for Mexican Americans, too, because um, I don't know, and, and the Spanish field, too. Okay. You know, okay. I it's it's really kind of like watching the Selena Netflix. I'm like, wow, oh, we do have a lot in common. Cool. <laughs> okay, but my mommy was my mom was like, why can't you be more wholesome like Selena? And I was like, mom, no disrespect. Selena lived in a van with her parents. Right. Period. Like there, I'm I'm too grown, mom. I was engaged at one point. I'm like, I'm too I'm too old to be to be wholesome. You know, right, right. <laughs> I'm too old to be wholesome. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> All good. <laughs> At this point, we've come to the conclusion of our interview. But let me ask you. Already? Is there anything? Yes. <gasps> is there anything that I didn't ask you that you wanted to talk about? You wanted to share? You wanted to promote? Right now is the time. If okay. not, then give your shout outs. Um, watch my video, La Rompedora, because um, it needs a lot more views. Um, and listen to my song, listen to my music, listen to Cumbiambera, listen to Sabor. Everything is yeah. pereo. Pereo is wild and it's fun. And come to my show, Saca La Banda, this Friday at Mexico de Noche nightclub in Anaheim. Follow me on Instagram at Yo Quiero Sila. Follow Saint Sila. Um, and download her song, DiCaprio, because that song is dope as well. Um, Wow, there's so much. <laughs> Keep going. Thank it's you okay. so much for having me. I mean, this is really an honor. I was 
looking forward to this a lot. I was like, no, I'll, I'll, I'll be there. Whatever day you want me, I will be there. Oh. Thank you. Oh, I mean, thank you for coming. I've been a fan. Yeah, it's an honor. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for coming. Uh, any shout outs? Um, yeah, shout out to my mom, my sister, Pam. I love you. Shout out to Carlos, version five. I love you too. Um, Tony Rocks, Louis PL Productions. I mean, so many people that I that believe in me. Everybody in Las Vegas, Sofia Maria, Mr. Las Vegas, Deli Vibes, Yoel. Thank you guys so much. I love you. Awesome. So with that being said, I want to say thank you for giving me the honor and the privilege to interview you. And then when you continue to blow the fuck up, just promise me you come back, give us another interview. Absolutely. I will invite you backstage to my shows always. Hell yeah. That's awesome. VIP, VIP, which means if you're free on Friday night, I will, I'm inviting you to come hang out with me and my crew, you know, with, with my crew. At uh, Saka. At Saka La Banda. Saka La Banda. And if anyone wants to dance with me at Saka La Banda, please ask me to dance because nobody ever asked me to dance. I really? know I'm hella extra, but that doesn't mean that I don't want to dance <laughs> okay there you, hey there you go guys ask me to dance okay don't hold up the wall drinking coronas she wants to dance so with that being said <laughs> thank you once again um tony rocks what's up what's good and uh yo quiero see la in this motherfucking building we'll be back in 10 minutes with lovely see you guys soon welcome back everybody to rodian radio episode 160 and uh, I'm not gonna go ahead and, uh, I'm not gonna make any announcements. We're just gonna go ahead and jump right into it with Lovely. How you doing? Good, good, how about you? Good, you know what? I usually make some announcements, but you know what? I know we have a lot to talk about. For sure. So, uh, but first and foremost, I wanna share something with you that maybe you didn't know. You were here episode 117, that was 43 interviews ago. Yes. You know, for some reason, somebody today on Facebook had a problem with you being here. And he said, why are you interviewing her? It's because I want to. Mm. That's it. Yeah. So you don't like it? Don't watch. For sure. So, but last time you were here, we had some controversy, phone calls or whatever, but we're gonna start this on a good note and end on a good note. So uh, with that being said, I know that you've been working on music. Um, you dropped possibly three songs since the last time you were here. Mm -hmm. And if you don't mind, let's go over some of those songs. You know, do you remember the first one that you dropped? Um, so I dropped Live It Up. Uh huh. And I dropped a music video to that too. Okay. Yeah. So that's the first single that I dropped. And then I have uh, a song that I did with my homie, Godzilla. Uh huh. So. I actually dropped the song, and I'm going to be dropping the video to that on June 1st. Oh, no, no. So you've been busy st still in the studio? Yes. Okay. I'm still in the studio. I have about 21 unreleased tracks right now. Wow. So I have two albums total. Oh, wow, wow. So. Okay. Now, uh, one thing that I want to talk about, because I, uh, the last uh, interview that I had, I had a guy named Moses Cuevas, and we talked a lot about working out, and I see that you do a lot of that yeah you know and just for people that people that may not know what, what inspired that or what motivated you to start doing that because you actually post a lot of videos about that and i think that's very dope i think that's very encouraging and i like seeing it especially uh, you do a little bit of boxing if i'm correct yes yeah what, what, what started that up um it started when the pandemic happened everybody okay. was like kind of scared so i started kind of working out at home a little bit because before it happened i was hitting the gym religiously yeah so it kind of yeah. like killed my vibe so then um, I found myself a personal trainer. 
Dope. A friend led me to a personal trainer, and then ever since then, I've been training one-on-one, and then it, I started boxing, too, there. That's dope. That's dope. You know what? Uh, 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 when we were, me and this guy, Moses, uh, let me give a shout-out to Moses Cuevas. Uh, this guy does a lot of workout videos uh, on YouTube. He's got a lot of views, and he's a great motivational speaker, and I really, really enjoyed having him here. Uh, I would say that for me, going to the gym is uh, like my therapy. You know, I really, really enjoy it. I just can't wait for them to open up the steam room in the sauna again because I used to love to go in there. You know, but now uh, um, COVID, I will say that messed up a lot of things because when the gym shut down, I, I'm not one of those type of guys that gets like depressed or anything like that. But I would say that I was bored as, as hell at home yeah. not been able to do shit. Yeah. But... When you said that you find yourself a trainer, I think that sometimes when a person works out, it's a really good thing to find someone because when I found my trainer, I'll be honest with you, I, I told him, hey man, you know what? I don't know I don't know what I'm doing. And he said, I can see you don't know what the hell you're doing. Yeah. But he is the one that really got me going, trained me for about a year. And then from there, me and my son just took over and we, we got our own workouts. Yeah. Um, has anybody ever hit you up like, hey man, let's work out together or let's start up our own little routine and let's go here let's or let's do this? A lot of people hit me up. A lot of people say, oh, like you're motivational. Can I come work out with you? Uh-huh. I always offer people like if I'm if I know them, I'm cool with them. I'll be like, yeah, I'll come for a day and work out, you know, for free. And if you like it, mm-hmm. you can stay. So a lot of people hit me up, but it's just that nobody really is consistent like nobody says okay i'll meet you there so i just do my own thing yeah you know and, and that's the thing because for a while i was working out with a couple of guys and there was no consistency there i'm there five times a week you know and the days that i don't go i feel pretty much like i wasted an entire day because i love i love it it's almost like my therapy yeah you know no, i feel you but I, I brought all that up because it's almost like working out on a daily basis. To me, it's almost like music. You have to remain consistent. You know? Absolutely. You know, and you have to stay busy. Now, now let me ask you this. Working on this, uh, on those three singles that you talked about that you dropped, who were some of the producers that you were working with? Um, so let me see. For Live It Up, I actually don't know the producer for that. Okay. Because that was a beat that came from another third party okay another so, source yeah. yeah so i never asked questions about that but the beats that i have worked on that i do have on my album is um some by uh nyo he's from new york uh-huh. um and then my boy drew over here okay drew got some badass beats um that's pretty much all i've been getting beats from a couple of people send me beats here and there other than that okay so now uh, are oh, you pd beats my bad okay. pd beats too shout out to pd beats i got some dope ass beats from him too okay so are, are you open to work with different artists like if they uh well what i mean about other producers if they say you know what i got some beats would you mind listening to them you know absolutely people send me beats all the time I'm, i always give them my email and tell them to send them through that, that's that's good because I, I do know a lot of artists whether they're female or whether they're male they pretty much just say where well, i already got my producer you know, uh, the reason why I say that, because there may be some producers out there that may want to send you some stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, uh, I know your Instagram will be popping up so they can follow you, DM you, yes. and, and submit, you know, yes. that stuff. I take all beats. Okay. Uh, are you also open to uh, do features with other artists as well? I, I am open for features. Okay. I'm limited, but I'm open. Okay. I mean, because I, I, I know exactly what you mean. Here's what I, one thing that I get a lot. 
and I'm very, very leery of this. Hey, man, come through my video shoot. I've done that and never heard the song. <laughs> and when I got in there, I'm like, fuck. Like, they made this song on a Fisher-Price fucking keyboard, <laughs> you know, and, and it's know terrible. And I'm, come on, get on in. And I'm there pretending to bob my head, but that's why I just tell people, no offense if you guys are listening, but send me the track because I just can't co-sign anything. You know, and I've done that in the past, and I've had to call people up and say, hey, man, can you edit me out? Because uh, I didn't like that song. <laughs> so, but, uh, I, and I know that uh, you just recently, uh, if I'm correct, we're in Miami. Yeah, I was going to say that was the other single that, it wasn't my single, it's okay. Wicked single, but mm -hmm. me and Alizé, my artist, we featured on it, so we were in Miami, and we did the music video out there. Okay. Where, where, where is she? I thought you, maybe you would have brought her. Oh, uh, she's she's not here. Oh, I don't okay. know. She's doing her own little thing right now. Okay, okay. So, so uh, are you still, uh, if you will, look looking over her music or anything like that? Because I know, if I'm correct, she was your artist when you came here. Who, Alizé? Yes. Oh, you're talking about Alizé. I thought you were talking about Wicked because we're talking about the Wicked single. So oh. you met Alizé. Yes. Oh, Al yeah. She couldn't come. She she had a prior engagement. Oh, okay. But she would have loved to come. Okay. But eventually, I'd like you know you to be able to interview her yeah because i remember last time she sang a little bit mm -hmm. you know and then she did now was this her debut on this last song um that for the music video yes take a man yeah. yeah so that was the first music video she's ever done mm -hmm. uh, but her album's actually complete already so we're just in the mixing stages and mastering and getting her graphics done push her album out that's dope that's dope now uh are you going to be performing uh, anytime, any soon, as far as because I know things are starting to open up. What, what are they saying? Are they saying June first or July first that everything's supposed to be open back up? You know what? I don't. I couldn't tell you because I stopped listening. It always changes. Yeah, you're right. So yeah. I'm just like, whenever it happens, it happens. I, I know one of my friends that lives in Vegas told me that I think it was June first. I think it was July first for us here. So, Possibly. So, but now let me ask you this: since we're talking about music. And let's talk about new artists. Say, first of all, do you listen to radio at all? Uh, yeah, I do. Really? Uh, like the actual like stations? Yes, like Power 106, K Day. Um, not really. I listen to ninety five point seven sometimes, but I mostly listen to all my music on my iTunes from my phone. Okay, okay. Uh, the reason why I ask that is because the majority of the time that I ask artists to listen to radio, ninety five percent of the time is no. Yeah, there's other sources. I don't like commercials, to be honest. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah, and I think sometimes YouTube gets really annoying, too, because mm -hmm. they give you these 15-minute commercials before you you know, you know watch whatever. It. Yes. Yeah. Now, uh, I, the reason why I was, gonna, I was asking if you listen to radio, because I wanted to see if there's any new artists popping that you like or that you bump or that you listen to. Not really. The same, same, <laughs> same people. I'm listening to the same people. Like... I, Somebody who I listen to a lot is not even alive anymore, Pop Smoke. So, like, that's somebody I listen to right now. Uh -huh. I love the beat. Those are the kind of beats that I'm, like, transitioning into. Uh -huh. I like I like his music. It's a shame uh -huh. that, you know, he, he died so young. Right, or else right. I would have loved to work with him. Okay. Oh, what about, like, because uh, a lot of people are doing songs with this guy from, I think, Sacramento. Guys like Mozzie. Do you listen to guys like him? Yeah, I bought Mozzie. I like yeah. I like his newest album. I think it's Occupational Hazard. That's uh -huh. the one that I listen to. Okay. Yeah. I just heard a song that he did with, um, uh, and I brought it up on the last show, YG. 
I don't know if you heard it. I know that. what song you're talking about. I heard it earlier, but I can't remember the name right now. Right. And the reason why I bring that up is because I want to make a point of it. And I know some people don't like it, and some people are for the culture, the movement. For an example, here you have YG, a blood from Compton. Mm -hmm. Then you have uh, Mazi, a blood from Sacramento, if I'm correct. Okay. They just did a song together. Mm -hmm. No issues. The problem that a lot of people have is if a Chicano from out here does a song with a Norteño out there, mm -hmm. the street politics get involved, that's not happening. My point in sharing that is, can you just imagine if all Rasa just got together without the politics? I see where you're going with that. Right. But at the same time, you have to remember that in the, in the black rap industry, like they're the ones that are controlling the music. Yes. So they're gonna do whatever. It's all commercialized. It's all right. Propaganda bullshit. So for us, we're kind of. I don't want to say we're below them, but it's harder for us to get up there. It really is. And so, and a lot of it does have to do with people not being united. But at the same time, like Chicano rap is looked at as like gang members. Yeah. So you know what I mean. Like when it comes down to colors and all that stuff, that's just what it is. It's just what it is. Yeah. You're, you're right. I don't know. I know it's wishful thinking, you know, because I had one guy who was a, a former uh, Norteño who's now a pastor uh, mm -hmm. for 11 years, David Rocha, a.k.a. Sir Dino. The first time he came out here, I didn't have an issue. The second time he came out here, people had an issue. I don't know why they had a problem with him coming out the second time. But, you know, he's still a pastor, and we talk uh, possibly like once a week. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, I consider him a friend. And me and him were having that conversation, and he said the same thing. He said, it, we're far away from that, you know. Uh, there's a guy out there, he's got a huge podcast. I won't mention his name. Um, I invited him out here. Mm -hmm. He just said, because I'm still active out here, mm -hmm. I can't go out there. And then I said, well, I'll go out there. And he says, I can't have you here. Yeah. So I understood. Yeah. But at the same time, it's almost like for a moment, can we just put that aside? But once again, that's wishful thinking. You know, yeah. I, I, I guess because I'm all about unity, you know, sure. you know, and I know within Chicano rap and I'm sure you witnessed it and maybe you may want to touch on it. I think the reason why we've never possibly ever moved up is because there's a lot of hate between us. Well, I can actually touch on that firsthand because the situation with Chicano rap in the industry is that like people that deserve to get credit get zero credit. A lot of things are changing right now. There's there's like a big movement going on uh -huh. and I'm all for the movement. I'm all for the unity. But you still have to give credit where credit is due. You Absolutely. still have to pay homage. I had to pay homage to Dolly Girl, Miss Crazy, people like that. So I, I too have been in the game over 10 years. I've paved the way for this, these young girls too. But at the same time, I don't always get the respect I deserve, but it's cool. I don't trip because I know what I've done for people in this industry. I know how many rappers that I took to San Diego and got them shows, put money in their pocket. I know how many rappers I got, you know, uh, meet and greets for that I didn't ask for nothing because I was doing it for the culture. Yeah. But when it comes down to it at the end of the day, Tony, more than half these rappers out here don't support me. That's just facts, and I don't care. Right. Because I'm gonna still do what I do. A lot of it has to do with me being a female, and a lot of it has to do with intimidation. I get a lot of hate from a lot of guy rappers, but the guy rappers that I do work with, they're confident. 
that's why I fuck with them because they're confident and they know like, all right, they're not scared to give me my props. Yeah. That's, that's the difference. Right. You know, it's weird. It's weird that, that you say that because the majority of the females that I've interviewed here, when I've asked them about the, the hate subject, they always say I get more hate from dudes than I do, than I get from girls. Facts. And, and, and me, you know, being away from the game for, for a mini 2017. So I started getting reacquainted with the whole rap industry again. Yeah. And I started hearing all this. It's mind boggling. Like, like I can't watch a female, you know, video and say, ah, fuck that bitch, that, that bitch. Just, just to say it, I can't do that. You know, so I, I don't understand that. Maybe they may see you as competition. Maybe they might be threatened by you. Exactly. So they try to, you know, let me hold you down a little bit. You know, I'm above you. I, I've never understood that. And then when I got to meet guys that had record labels, I've noticed that the way they talk to their artists, they were never going to allow them, even though those artists were possibly more talented than them, they were never going to allow them to rise above them. And, this is true. And my whole thing is this, that whoever comes here, I'm going to shine light on them. I want people to support them. I want people to follow them. I want people to buy their merch or whatever. That's what I'm here to do. And I want to be an example that, you know, I don't see nobody as a threat. All I want to do is just help. But for a minute, you know what? I received a lot of hate because I was doing that. Yeah. You know, people used to call me up and used to tell me that bitch or that dude doesn't deserve the light you're giving them. My whole thing was like, who are you to tell me? who deserves and who doesn't deserve it. Yeah. And, and that's how a lot of a lot of stuff started with. My thing is like, why can't there just be somebody with good intentions that just wants to show love, you know? Exactly. So, you know, but uh, I hope things change. And like you said, there's a movement and hopefully we're headed in the right direction. Uh, that's why I encourage people to uh, start up their own platforms. Yeah. You know, because we don't have a, if you will, a Latino fucking MTV, at least not that I know of here, that, that's shining light on Chicano rappers or Chicanas. We don't have a, a Latino BET, no. you know? We don't have a Latino Vlad. So my thing is, why don't we just start our own thing? For sure. You know? So, I don't know. I can keep going on and on and on, but. There's very limited platforms for, for that. There's a couple of YouTube channels that have like a couple hundred thousand uh -huh. subscribers. That's where most you see most, you know, Latin Beast. I just say it, Latin Beast TV. Right. They, that's where, the, like, that's the top platform for all the Chicano rappers. And if you see now on Latin Beast, it's not just a Latin thing anymore because now they're putting all cultures on right. there. So right. now it's ex ex it's expanded. Right. Right. You know, so that's like the top one of the top platforms i think maybe cam capone has another and then your your platform absolutely so that's like the only things that we have right you, you know my thing is this because uh, i usually tell people i took a break from this from like 2002 to 2017 the, the beginning of 2006 when i came back 2006 is when i started djing for quick again for like a whole year mm. so uh i was back for maybe a year I didn't like what I saw again, and I just kind of just went back under the radar. Yeah. I didn't listen to music at all. I come back, I see it, we start this. People get upset at me because I'm showing love to artists 
up and coming artists that I feel, you know what? Somebody needs to shine light on them. Yeah. If we don't, who will? Who will? So with that being said, I've always told people, look, I've been gone for 12 to 15 years. Why didn't you start it? You know, why didn't you do it? True. But yet you want to give me crap because I'm helping. But they don't deserve it. So that's how a lot of that bullshit started. I feel for someone that's not doing anything, shouldn't tell anyone what other people deserve. Because really, you never live that person's life. Only God really knows what people deserve. We shouldn't ever assume what people deserve. Right, right. Because I know what I deserve and I know I'm not getting it. So, <laughs> and someone out there is going to be like, well, she doesn't deserve that. Okay. Right, right. Let you tell it. Yeah. You, you know, now, uh, do, do you ever get, uh, because I know they, they have uh, cypers, you know, and dudes go out there and they battle and shit. Mm -hmm. it, uh, do women have those as well too? Uh, keep in mind, I'm asking because I've only been back since 2017. So kind of like educate me. Is that going on? Uh, I did actually, I got a cypher together in San Diego with a group of girls. Okay. This was like a couple years back, but lately and where I'm at, I'm not seeing any female stuff, but I'm actually not seeing any cyphers with females anywhere. Hmm. Okay. Something that should absolutely be getting done yes I, I i truly believe that now maybe you're not going to be able to answer this but i'm gonna i'm gonna ask why do you think it's not getting done when i believe that light should be shined on women i'm gonna be honest with you i don't see a lot more upcoming females like i'm seeing a lot of the same females i don't know right now is the time for females yes absolutely but I'm not seeing a lot of movement from a lot of different people. So I don't know if it's the pandemic, mm -hmm. but I know I'm moving. So, yeah, you know, but I, I can only do so much because I'm one person. Yes. But I would be down to get a cypher together for females. But yeah. it's like, would they be down? Because right now there's a lot of people that are like, oh, I'm up here. Like, I'm not going to come to your little cypher. That's where the issue is that people just don't want to come together because someone either thinks they're too good to come or someone just is not really doing music right now yeah you know i i've never understood that you know especially amongst chicano rap artists whether it's female or male um those that think they're a little bit above when i started i started and i'm going to say it this way for the sake of the conversation on the black side of the industry mm -hmm. and every time they had an event they all showed up they all showed up over here Oh, we got so-and-so doesn't want to come because, you know, thinks he's... And, I, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, you're not a game. You're not a DJ Quick. Yeah. You know, you're not a Snoop. You know, you're Instagram famous. Instagram famous. Yeah, but you don't want to come... Like, I never understood that, you know? So, I, I and, and I just hope that things change because I, I think that it makes us look bad because we can't even get along. You know, and we are, and I've said it before, especially here in California, hip hop's economy. Yeah. You know, we support everyone. We buy everything. We buy the merch. We buy the tickets. We sell out the concerts. But yet, none of us have ever made it to that stature of a Snoop, of a Quick, of, you know, of those people. You know, n n none of us. And, and I think because we hold each other down. And we've had this conversation plenty of times. And I'm going to continue to have it until I feel that we wake up because... I hope that we make a difference. Yeah, it's true, but I mean, it hasn't happened 
Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? How long does it uh, does it got to take? Do I got to be 90 fucking years old for it to happen? Like that's right. why to be honest with you, I'm not really messing with too many people in the scene. I'm doing my own thing right now. That's good. And I like it because I don't have to answer to nobody. That's good. I'm a boss. That's good. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do my own thing. So I, I get a lot of hate, but I get more love. And so that that's what out, outweighs the Outweighs hate. the negative, yeah. Yeah, before I would let things bother me. Now I'm like, you know what? I'm on another level. I'm not saying I'm better than people, but I'm saying that I'm on a different level in my life, musically, just personally, just a lot of things. I've grown a lot. So a lot yeah. of things don't bother me no more. Yeah. The, uh, on the music that you're working on right now on these two albums, mm -hmm. do you have a lot of features on them or is it pretty much predominantly you? I don't have a lot of features. I have a couple of people, like I have Alizé. I have mm -hmm. an entire album with her. Um, I got my boy Young Blacks on there. Mm -hmm. I have him on multiple songs. If you're not fucking with him, fuck with him because right. he's dope. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm looking for talent that's willing and ready to work and ready to just like Hungry. ambitious and just yeah. ready to just do whatever it takes. Like a lot of people have lost that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So no, there's not too many people. There's uh man, who else is on there? That's basically, oh, I got my homegirl thug, thug angels on there. Mm -hmm. I got wicked. That's basically it. Okay. I probably have about five people that I, that I really so it's pretty with. much more like in-house. I guess these are your, your yeah, people. I'm not really like, I'm not really outsourcing. There's no need to. Okay. I'm showcasing my talent. I don't really care about those other people. Okay. And, and the reason why I bring that up is because I just recently came out of retirement to start producing again. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm producing for uh, Mr. D, a uh -huh. uh, uh, little uh, guy, Chicano kid from, uh, from Hollywood. And uh, honestly, I love being around that guy. That guy has such a great uh, sense of humor, personality, that when I met him, it was like if I knew him before. You know, and we chilled, great chemistry, and uh, we started talking, and his investor said, hey, how much would you charge for an album? And I'll be honest, I was trying to talk him out of it. I was like, nah, I don't want, I don't want to do a record. I don't want to do a record. Finally, when he said, well, we want you to produce a record, because they heard me play some beats on a previous episode uh, with my boy DJ Ralph M, and I was playing beats off the SB1200 drum machine. He goes, we, we like that old style, and I was like, Okay, I'll tell you what, and, and, and I'm gonna be honest with you, lovely. I've never done this before. I said, let me produce two tracks for him for free. Mm -hmm. That's what I said. Just pay for the studio time, let me produce for free, and if you like them, then we could talk about an album. And uh, we're already like uh, five songs in. All the way up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All the way turn up. But, right. but what I like about him, and I think this is what you're talking about, he's hungry. He has the desire. He wants to win. Like he really, really wants this. Yeah. And it took somebody like him uh, uh, to bring me back because even though I've interviewed a lot of people, a lot of the youngsters, I just didn't see that in them. Like the desired, they yeah. they wanted to get high, they wanted to get drunk, they were still active on the streets, and I almost saw them. And no disrespect to them, but as a liability, I don't want to invest in you, and then you end up in jail next week. That's true, though. It's facts. Yeah, yeah. I invest in my artists all the time, but that's because I know that it's going to benefit right. her and I, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to just invest in somebody that I know is going to be going to going away forever and then I spend all this money, you know? Right, right. Not that it's nothing against it. I'm just saying, right. like, got to okay. spend your money wisely, right? Yeah, absolutely. Got to invest in the right things. You have to use wisdom. Don't make dollars that don't make Don't make sense. sense exactly so now that things once again are starting to open up 
uh, are you going to be doing shows? You know, are you going to be performing? I mean, that's my plan. Actually, I have a, a show coming up on the 20... What's my homegirl, Thug Angel? She's performing on the 27th, I believe. It's actually this in Chula one? Vista. Okay. Yeah, it's in Chula Vista. There's a flyer. So I'm going to be coming out performing. We have a song together. So I'm going to come out and support and perform the song with her. Um, I'm not really booking shows right now. Okay. For the simple fact that I have a lot on my plate. I'm finishing, wrapping up my two albums. I'm wrapping up my artist's albums. We're wrapping up videos. And so after that, because I want to go to shows with merch. I want to go with my CDs. You want to be ready. Yeah. yeah, like I don't want to go with nothing. Like that's where you go and you get your money, you know? Right. The supporters come out and buy your shit. That, that, that's, that's true. That's true. Now, now let me ask you this because um, a lot of people, when... Like, I sell CDs and I also sell downloads on my website. Mm -hmm. um, do people still buy CDs? To be honest, a lot of people say, oh, why do you make CDs? People don't buy them. But that's bullshit. It is bullshit. I go to all the car shows. I'm a street hustler. I've sold so many thousands of copies of CDs at every car show. One time I went to a Vegas car show. Didn't even go inside. I sold 90 CDs outside. $10 a pop. You do the math. Yeah. That's what you call street grinding. Right. Right. So I'm not afraid to go out and talk to the people. I talk to people of all races, old people, white people, black people. I don't care. Yeah. The worst I'm going to get is a note, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Or I'm going to get 10 bucks. <laughs> yeah, you never know until you try. You know, and I always tell people that because people say, oh, why do you sell CDs? I don't have a CD in my car. Bro, let me tell you something. One thing I know about Raza, they buy CDs, bro. Yeah. We buy everything. You got a shirt, we'll buy you. You got a poster, we buy it. With the autograph. Yeah, with the autograph. They got the big CD books with all the covers yes. with the autographs. And I have my shit like that. I still have mine like that, yeah. you know? Or they want to take a selfie with you. So uh, I have a lot of that stuff lined up with this artist, Mr. D. And uh, I got some interviews uh, lined up. As soon as we're filming our first video mm -hmm. together, this is going to be his introduction because he, this kid got popular just by doing videos on his cell phone and releasing them on YouTube. Yeah. And he, he built up such a great buzz that we, we started working together and he, he just fucking sounds amazing. And, and I, don't, I don't just gas him up just to say that, but when he drops, let me tell you something, he's going to, I believe, uh, uh, motivate people and encourage people to step up their rap game. Because sure. I believe he's that good. Uh, next Saturday, we film our first video and then hopefully premiere it uh, mid-June here. Mm -hmm. And then I got some some nice interviews lined up for him. So we're, we're trying to take this, because I've always had resources, but I never had anybody to use them with. Yeah. So, and this guy's really, really talented. I don't mind bragging about him. That's but, what's uh, up. Yeah. Congratulations on yeah. that. Thank you. Thank Wish you. him the best and you guys the best. And I'm yeah. I, I had to dust off my cleats and start producing again. You know, and I love it. So somebody had to bring you out of retirement, right? Exactly. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and press pause right there. We're going to come back and hopefully uh, I think we're going to address some things and uh, talk about more about music. And uh, you're here. And uh, oh. hell yeah. Okay, everybody. Once again, call somebody, text somebody, slap the shit out of somebody. Let them know that Lovely is in the motherfucking building. And we'll be back in 10 minutes. Welcome back, everybody, to Rodian Radio episode 160 and uh we're back here with miss lovely that kind of rhymes a little bit so i may start rapping <laughs> so okay you know what i want to talk about uh take your man mm -hmm. uh you guys went to miami florida yes how long were you guys out there for uh i think it was four days total how'd you guys like it out there it was badass huh. i'm not too with the humid because i got that puerto rican hair so <laughs> it wasn't really going with me right 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 but 
it was it's a beautiful place i'm just not down with the traffic like it takes 40 minutes to pass three lights i'm good off that yeah it took hours to get anywhere we wanted to go so wow i thought i thought la shit was bad nah it's bad over there like real bad doesn't matter if you're in the city or outside the city like it's just bad traffic is bad but it's a beautiful place the beaches are beautiful yeah i think the last time i was there I want to say it was like 19... The first time I went there... Well, I went to Orlando first, then I went to Miami, 1992, and then Miami in 1996. Mm -hmm. But it that was the last time that I'd been there. And back then, it still it still looked like fucking the way they... It looked like the way they feel Scarface. Yeah. You know? So you guys filmed a video out there called Take Your Man. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I understand that wasn't your song. No, it wasn't my song. Okay. But uh, I know the, the song title is self-explanatory, Take Your Man. <laughs> but what inspired or what motivated that song to come about? Uh, actually, the homegirl Wicked Baby Doll, that was her song. She's like, look, I got this song. You know, PD Beats made the beat. Like, uh -huh. let me send it to you, see if you like it, jump on it. So I was like, all right, cool. She's like, but, you know, just be advised that it's a, it's a little provocative. And I was like, right. all right, shoot it. She sent it, and I was like, oh, man. I was like, I don't know. Like, I kind of contemplated because I was like, it's a little bit out of my comfort zone because I don't really do songs like that, you know? So she's like, let's do it. And I was like, all right, I'll fuck with it. So she already had the hook so it was already named before i came along okay yeah so okay. she already had her hook and her verse i jumped on it and then uh we got alizé on it and then it just all came together like that and she's like well let's go to miami and while we're there let's just do a video and i was like fuck it let's do it that's dope that's dope so uh it's, it's funny because i've heard a lot of your stuff and this was the first time that I've ever heard you rap like that. <laughs> or dress like that. In <laughs> any videos, I know it was out totally, completely out of my comfort zone, but what, I'm glad what, I did it. Now, you saying you're glad you did it. What was the response that you got? I've got nothing but good responses. Okay. I mean, nobody's came at me sideways or nothing. I mean, everybody's told me like, that's dope. Like you're, you're out of your comfort zone. Right, right. So. It was fun. It was fun to do. I'm not going to lie. We had a blast. If you could see a lot of laughter in the end, like that was all genuine, us laughing, we're clowning and just having fun. So, so did you guys fly your video guy out there as well? Well, he was already going. The thing was that Wicked um, had a video already there with Rob's mm -hmm. 818. Okay. So they were already doing a video over there. So she's like, well, let's, and that's his video guy and the beat maker, PD Beats. He made the beat to the video that we did take amends. Okay. So he happened, he was going to go already. So we just knocked out two videos in four days. That's dope. Now you have a song that I've seen on your um, Instagram page, mm -hmm. uh, Fuck My Enemies. Yeah. You know, um, the, even though, once again, that, that title is self-explanatory, <laughs> but what inspired or motivated for you to do that song? I'm just getting tired of people's shit. I've actually been very humble and silent for many years. But I'm getting to the point where I feel like people that say they're in my corner or even people that have family, just anybody can turn into a foe. Anybody could be an enemy. So that's basically me saying a big fuck you to everybody that doubts me. And they're my enemies. Right, right. Okay. Now, with your record label, you were with the record label for a while. Are you still with that record label or are you doing things independently now? I'm not with the record label at all. I'm doing my own thing and it's better that way a lot of differences and just a lot of drama and i know a lot of a lot of things have been said behind my back and i'm cool with that i don't need negativity in my circle and once again brings me back to me being a boss i'm not about to let nobody control what i'm doing i make my music the way i want to 
and I make it who I want to make it with, and that's just me. Difference of opinion. Went about my way. Okay. And, and was this just recent, or? Um, it's actually a couple months ago. Okay. Yeah, a couple months ago. Um, I got my project, though. I got my project. I dropped the video. There's, there's no, there's no hard feelings or no animosity. I just, I'm not with the, I'm not with the, with the, with the funky business. You know. Okay. So I'm cool off that. Like, I don't got nothing to say, but I know that I'm doing, I'm gonna do my thing regardless. So, I still have my album. I still put the video out. Um, a lot of things weren't handled. They were left in the air. Mm -hmm. That's cool. I picked up the pieces where they were left, and I put it all together. That's what I do. Nobody's going to stop my grind. So um, the album was going to be The First Lady. Right. Uh, but I'm not doing that no more. Okay. I changed the name. So I still got my Hustle and Heart, which is my album prior right. to the label. Um, but I'm still going to drop the album that I did with the label. Mm -hmm. uh, but the name of the album is The First Shall Be Last. The first shall be last. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'll let y'all figure that one out. <laughs> and the last shall be first. <sighs> so, wow. Okay. I guess a lot has happened since the last time I've seen you. Yeah. You know. A lot of boss it, shit going on. Th th and that's good. You know what? I'm glad that you are, if you will, uh, taking control of your own future, you know, of your own projects, and you're overseeing everything. And I, I believe that that's the way it should be because I think a lot of people, when they're under a record label and maybe they don't have the freedom that they want, you know, things just kind of go sour and then they just pretty much want out and move on. And sometimes things work out better. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot more behind it, but I'm not gonna get into the details. I'm gonna leave it at that because I'm not gonna open doors that I already closed. Okay. So, but what I am gonna say is that I'm unstoppable. I'm not going to stop. If you want to hate me, hate me. If you want to like me, like me. If you don't, I don't care. I'm still doing me. I'm still going to put the music out for the people. The people want the music. I don't care what the artists want. Right. I don't give, I give zero fucks. This is the number of fucks that I give about that. I make music for the people. So as long as the people want me to do it, I'm going to keep doing it. You're going to keep it pushing. Yeah, because that's what they want. And so I'm going to keep doing it because it helps me. And you know, the positivity outweighs the negativity because my DMs are flooded with people that are not only motivated by my music, mm -hmm. but they're also motivated by my workouts. Yeah. I have hundreds of females that hit me up and tell me their stories. I'm not, I'm not a therapist, but right. I try my best to help people. Yeah. I tell them, you could do it. Like I had to motivate myself. Nobody pushed me. Mm -hmm. So that's just, it pushes me to keep going. That's why it also helps me to keep working out because... You have so many, now I have so many people watching me. Yeah. You know, I can't stop now, right? Right. You know, it's funny because somebody sent me something um, and they said, uh, because once again, I'm referring to my last interview where this we were talking about eating healthy, you know, taking the right protein, et cetera. Uh, somebody sent me something and now he's probably watching because I, I don't know if he liked my answer or not, but he sent me a post that said, if you eat clean, uh, drink water, get enough sleep, you're still gonna die. That's what that's what he said. I think it was in response to, mm -hmm. you know, my last interview. But I, I responded with, it has been appointed for man to die once, then comes the judgment. Okay, everybody's gonna die. Yeah. Here's my thing. I ain't trying to speed that shit up. 
you know? I feel you. I'm trying to live a long life. Yeah. You know? And, and we all know we're going to die. We all know, okay? But I ain't trying to speed up the process. So you got to take care of yourself while you're here. And I think that's what you're doing, encouraging and motivating people to take care of themselves. Absolutely. Because we only have one body. For sure. You know, and you got to take care of it, you know? So. Especially because my family comes from a lot of health back, you know, issues, background and stuff like that. Yeah. So I had a couple of eye openers when the pandemic happened. And that's when I really like lit a firecracker under my own ass and was like, you need to get your health on point. Yes. And so that's what I did. No, and that's good. And I think that's good inspiration for people that are not only your fans, but people that may not be your fans, but maybe fans of your workout. Yeah. You know, so that's a good thing. Uh, so now 2021, can people expect this album that you just talked about? Uh, um, the last shall be first. No, the first. Shall the be first. Shall, I, I said it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, is it 2021 that's going to be dropping, or is it? Um, Absolutely, I'm dropping both of the albums this year. Oh, okay. What I'm doing right now is just getting Alize's album out the way. We're dropping it in June. Once her shit's dropped, then I can go ahead and proceed forward with dropping my two albums. It's mine's is a little bit more tedious because there's a lot more songs uh -huh. versus she has seven songs and I have 21 songs. So. Oh shit. You know, it's a lot more work. So I'm going to just let her get her mm -hmm. her shine on. That's dope. That's She's dope. doing great. Yeah, yeah. And and, and uh, is, she, is she really excited about this, her album dropping and everything? Oh, yeah. she. I have to remind her to be patient sometimes because <laughs> she's like, I want it now. You know, I'm just like, girl, hold on. But she's, I love it because she's um, she's ambitious she's ready like she's like i want people to hear my music like she's just going like she's excited about it yeah and so it gives me a drive too yeah. because it lets me know i'm pushing her in the right direction yes nobody laced me up like that i didn't have nobody in my corner when i started in this industry it was still cutthroat yeah so a lot of people tell her like hey you're blessed to have lovely you know helping you because yeah. not a lot of people do that but I truly believe in her. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and that's a good thing that you do and you're steering her in the right direction because you've been in this game a long time. Uh, sad to say you've had bad experiences. Yeah. And now you're pretty much just steering her in the right direction where she doesn't repeat the mistakes that... Exactly. You know, and that's the way I feel with the artists that I'm working with. You know, there are certain people that I pretty much just say, look, you can go work with them, but this is going to be the end result because it's been the end result with every other artist that has been under those those labels. Yeah. You know, and and if you really realize and and look at really where we're at, and I know I'm touching on a touchy subject here, but let's look at once again a Chicano rap labels mm -hmm. without naming any names. Say you have four Chicano rap labels, and many of us we know their names. Have we ever seen? At least I haven't. Maybe you can help me any artist go above the label owner like be bigger than the label owner no not that i know of yeah you know and, and i've wondered like why why is that i think the biggest like farthest someone has gone is probably like independently i would have to give it to like mr capone mm -hmm. like he made his own label or mr criminal like they mm -hmm. they actually are like assets you know they actually uh -huh. own assets or king little g or whatever like i would say those are the ones that are living comfortably right you know with their labels um but not everybody gets lucky like that right you know i don't i don't know what the reasons are 
you know i let god do the the deciding but mm-hmm. at the end of the day it's 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 facts though like we're not really where we should be no that, that that's the truth and it's it's the sad truth you know so i guess through this platform i would like to tr- say that i somehow contributed or i'm helping because i'm not done make a difference and shining light on unknown artists and i think that's what we're more dedicated here one thing that i get all the time and honestly sometimes i want to lash out and say something but i don't because it's not worth it here's what people always say you you always interview (laughs) well how can they be somebody's if nobody gives them an opportunity you know now think about this wasn't snoop a nobody at one point yeah everybody was everybody was everybody so i always tell people help me make these so-called nobodies a somebody why don't you support it why don't you tune in many people have come back and have apologized and said bro i kind of cut this whole podcast off because i didn't recognize any artists but when i started doing my homework and looking up the shit that they had out they were actually really dope i see what you're doing because there was never any light shined on them yeah you know it's facts it really is and the good thing is that we have uh uh uh, technology now like YouTube like Instagram like Facebook where we could promote ourselves you know even TikTok is a great platform yes yes I've been using it a lot more lately too and I noticed that or the reels and stuff like that like those are all things that artists should be using that I'm myself just utilizing and just finding out about so there's a lot of people on TikTok so if you're an artist because I was one that I used to always say you'll see me on Pornhub before you see me on TikTok Ay, Dios uh, mio, <laughs> you know I, and I'm just being sarcastic but it's because I used to always think that TikTok's some goofy shit yeah. you know but we started a TikTok page I think I don't know we've probably been on maybe three weeks and we got a little bit of like 3,000 mm-hmm. followers but some of our videos that we posted at 15k 20k 50k Mm-hmm. And I'm like, fuck, there's a lot of motherfuckers on here. Yeah. You know, watching. And and I think my YouTube page has also grown because we have our link there. But you got to give the public what they want, you know. And like you said, if the fans want it, then I'm going to give it to them. You know, it doesn't matter what the other artists say. Yeah. You know. No, it's true. I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot because I used to really be inserting myself into situations like where you you want people to notice you or you want other rappers to give you your credit but then you get to that point where it's like what's the point of that them giving you credit doesn't put money in your pocket none it doesn't the only way you can put money in your pocket is if you go out and really get it and hustle grind it out right don't let a lot of rappers fool you though that their music is their money is all from music you know right you know not I'm just saying, like, a lot of people put shows on is what I mean. Of course. You know, I know, you know, I know some people who do that. And it's funny. It's funny as fuck to me. Yeah, I, I know a bunch of people that are broke because <laughs> they were trying to look not broke on social media. <laughs> Living above your means. Yeah, you, you know, and, and, and you know, there was a saying that it went like this. You buy things you don't need uh, with money you don't have to impress people you don't like. Like, think, think about that. And that's all social media right there. You know, and, and people, uh, you know, driving around in a, in a rental, uh, 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 what do you call it, a uh, Rolls Royce. I know damn well you don't own a Rolls Royce homeboy. I know damn well, you know. And that's cool, you know, for videos and stuff like that. You yeah, know, you videos wanna, is, I mean. It, it's all cool. But when guys really, really try to look like 
they're living extravagant and I know you're living in a two bedroom apartment. Ain't nothing wrong with that, but just don't front. Just don't front. It's it was the saying like robbing, what is it, robbing Peter to pay Paul? Like that's what a lot of people do. Cause I also work, not only am I do music, but like I've worked a lot of years in the financial industry. Yeah. So I see all these people that are doing the exact same thing. So it's not, it's, it's the world we live in. It's not just rappers. Like right. everybody lives off credit and fake shit. Yeah. That's what it is. That's this, that's, that's the world we live in. You know, I, I, I don't ever wear any jewelry. I don't have anything against people that, that do, that do <laughs> that. Um, I think my checks probably cost me 45 bucks, $20 for some Dickies, and somebody gave me the shirt. I don't have over $100 with the clothes on, but I'm fine with that. I've always been content. I've always been happy, and I'm I'm blessed. Uh, I've, I've never been with the guy that, you know, I have to have the Gucci slippers, the Ferragamo belts, you know, the Versace shirt. The flip-flops. Yeah, I, I've never been that guy. And if you are that guy, that's cool. All I'm saying is don't live beyond your means. You know, because when I see people that say they got this, they got that, they got that, I always say, but I know that's not rap money. You know, it's not rap money. If you're winning, you're winning, that's cool. But don't front like your album went platinum, knowing damn well we went cement. You know, it didn't go nowhere. So, so you're too much. Well, I, I try to do that. So. That's funny. No, but I, I, I get where you're coming from. I mean, I'm not into like fancy cars. Like, I don't really care about fancy right. cars or like, I'm not materialistic, right. actually. But you like, like nice things. I do, but I do like, my thing is jewelry. Okay. That, that's my thing. Like, I mm -hmm. literally will go crazy. I'd, like, don't take me into a jewelry store because I'll be like, I'm not going in there. Like, it's on. Once I get in there, that's it. For, for me, you know what it is? Colognes. Well, that's I, how my dad is. Yeah. And a whole thing of every cologne you could think of. I'm like, man, dad, like, you don't even got room for nothing else. Yeah, colognes, and I would say probably next would probably be like, tennis shoes you know but the sad thing is when you got about 10 black chucks <laughs> 10 blue chucks you know what i'm saying it's almost like switch it up yeah i know i, I got to i got to get in the cortezes yes i got i got the black cortez the blue cortezes i got the, the uh um the the black pumas the blue pumas and but after a while i'm like okay it he, here's what misses me up i'll get a little scuff on my chucks and then i'm like i gotta get a new one it sucks, but I'm addicted to that. Like I'm just clean it. Tony. I, it's I know. Not that big of a deal, man. It, it's hard to clean chucks when you scrape the top because that rubber shit. It's really, really hard to clean. I'm gonna be really honest with you. I don't own one pair of chucks. I'm not even gonna lie. Okay. I'm not really. No, I have nothing against chucks. Right, right, right. I know everybody fucks with them, but to be honest, like I fuck with Cortezes or like other Nike shoes, like girly shoes. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, like pink you know just like girly shit but yeah i never really now back to your album that you're going to be releasing any diss tracks on there <laughs> you're funny you're funny <laughs> hey anything i say on any track automatically gets looked at as a diss track i've had a lot of people assume that shit's for them yeah so i tell people like it's not for you I've had people approach me and be like is that about me it's not for you but if the shoe fits you could go ahead and lace that shit up yeah you know, my music is just, I'm always going to talk shit. Right, right. That's, that's me. You know, uh, I don't understand how, maybe you could help me. If I hear a song and I hear you say something like, uh, you have a podcast, blah, blah, blah. 
Was that about me? Uh, like, I, I'm not a person that would assume automatically. So I wonder what makes a person automatically assume that a song is about them. It's because it's what they have inside, what they feel towards that person. To be oh. honest, it's, it's kind of like in their own head. It's kind of like when someone's beefing with themselves. Uh -huh. So they look at everybody like, oh, everybody's against me. Everybody's beefing with me. But in reality, no one's checking for you. That's the issue. No one's checking. You're a legend in your own mind. That's a, there's a lot of legend in their own minds in the yeah. industry. That's what it is. And if anybody says that that's not true, they're a, a liar. Right. Because that's just how it is. So I don't particularly diss people. But right. if I'm writing something and something comes to mind, I'll talk my shit. If it fits, then it's for you. <laughs> I mean, if you think it's for you and it fits the scenario, then right, guess right. what? In nine times out of ten, it's for you. Right, right. So what? Suck it up. Yeah, yeah. You know, years ago, that uh, it was funny. One of my homeboys, I won't mention his name, real popular rapper, he said something like, um, something like, you are a curly-haired bitch, and uh, um, you got it coming. I don't know how to rap, so I'm paraphrasing his rap. You're a curly-haired bitch. You got it motherfucking coming. Can't wait till I see you stick my fucking gat in your fucking mouth. Okay, then one of my homeboys calls me. This was maybe like 10 years ago. Did you hear that song? And I was like, no, I, I, I don't listen to rap right now, bro. I think he dissed me. Like, <laughs> like. Well, you had a jerry curl, so you thought he got dissed? Yeah, like, I, I was just like, but why would you think that's you? Like, I, I, maybe a guilty conscience. Yeah. It is a lot of times a guilty conscience. Right, right. That just shows that you maybe did something wrong to that person. Right. Like, I'm not out here intentionally dissing people, but, like, if I feel something, like, I'm not going to let it build up. Right. That's what music is for. Music is to express yourself. So I'm going to express myself by all means. I don't care. Right. You know what I mean? I'm going to be out here, you know, chewing people up. Yeah. Screw it. Yeah. You, you know? know, and even, like, Instagram, you could put up a post... And it may not even be like not, nothing you're going through, but you just may like the quote. You post it up, they hit you up. Hey, homie, I saw that shit. I, I don't know, did I do something? And I'm like, and not only them, females too. You know, did, did I do something? Or or else they'll repost it. This narcissist said this and this. And I'm like, what the fuck? I just like the quote. Yeah. It's because like it's it's supposed to be where you could express yourself, but people hate on your expressions. That's the that's the issue at hand. I post stuff in my story, and I'll have people actually like even recently, for example, I posted something. Someone came and was like, "Is that about me?" <laughs> I'm like, "Dude, you're a grown ass man, really." And I said, "Look, it's not about you, but it can be about you if you want it to be. Right. So if you feel that way, then it is what it is." And I left it at that, and I unfollowed because I don't got time for that shit. Yeah, that that that's true. You, you, Shit, we're not getting any younger, and you know, I I don't like bitch shit people that complain about whether you pose or whether who you interview, and, and that's one thing uh, which you witnessed uh, when I had Baby Boy Slim here. Yeah, I got a lot of heat from that, you know, from two individuals which I'm not gonna name. You got a lot of heat. I got a lot of heat for bringing it up on the interview, and that whole man, man, I got a lot of heat from that. I did, but you know what? I didn't really worry too much about it because I've known Slim for a long time. Like even right. in my old videos, he's done my makeup, my hair. So I knew him on a personal level. Like he, when I did a show in Salt Lake City, like he went to support, like he recorded me on like on stage. And like, 
I have that respect for him. And then he started, you know, showing me, oh, I do music. And I and I did. I, I did guide him and help and help him a little bit. Right. Because I wasn't looking at him as a gay rap artist. I was just looking at him as a human being. Right. But see, the difference is, is I'm a female. Guys get like, oh, I can't, you know, like some men, they clam up because they don't want, oh, he's, he's gay and I don't want to look a certain way. For me, I'm a girl, so that don't matter. I could kick it with a gay person. It doesn't make a difference. Right. Look, how many artists out there in this industry are gay and people know it and people bump their music? Okay. I've, I've known a lot of gay artists. Uh, some of them are out of the closet and some have been low key. Okay. I'm going to be keep it real on the black side of the industry and on the Chicano side of the industry. But many of them don't want to come out. Cool, whatever. My whole point in sharing that is this, and I'm going to share something that a lot of people did not know. The person that hated on me who called that night and said, you shouldn't have him on was the guy who recommended him for this show. Yikes. That's why it threw me off. Months prior, at least two months prior, he hits me up and he tells me, you should get this guy. And I was like, really? He goes, yeah, yeah, I'll send you his video. I saw it, considered it. He just happened to call that day. I saw the opportunity. And then that was crazy. And then that's when it happened. So for those of you that want to know who that was, just go back and look at uh, episode 117. Listen to the phone calls and you see what happened. So, but I just think that it's only fair that people know that that one individual is the one who recommended him for this show. That's you know? scary because I, that just brings me to a lot of situations where I've been in rooms with people, even up and recently, and I'm not going to say no names because I ain't giving no, no clout, but I've been in situations where I've been in a room and somebody praised the fuck out of me like, oh, you're dope recording me and this and that. And the minute I left that, that place, that same person talked shit about me saying, oh, you know, you're this, you're that, you're old, blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, what is my, like, Angel has nothing to do with talent. So you're telling me that when Mariah Carey should stop singing because she's a certain age, like that's dumb. Talent mm -hmm. beats anything. So when things are said, when you leave the room, that's what impacts me. Cause I'm like, whoa, you just praised me. Like, and it just made me get a lot, it like fueled my anger. I'm not gonna lie, mm -hmm. it really did. Cause I was like, damn, like it really is cutthroat. But the next day I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Now I know I can't fuck with nobody. Because mm -hmm. the minute I leave that room, somebody's going to talk shit about me. And that's just the way it is. Uh, I witnessed that, I would say, in the early 90s. I was in Arizona. And I won't mention the artist, but they were Chicano Rap Foundation. I'll just say that. Mm -hmm. And there was maybe three, three guys there, including me, which was four. We were all talking. We were in Arizona. We were exchanging numbers. Okay, cool. Yeah, call me, call me with a... They announced one of the groups to go up on stage and perform. Yeah. As soon as those two guys walked away, these two guys, fuck those fucking lanes, fuck those bitches. I'd be like that sometimes. And, and it, it was very hard for me to like swallow that pill and say, fuck. Like we were just all homies right now. And that's when I started to see the hate arise within our people, you yeah. know. I don't understand, like, I was just talking to your boy right here about producing, mm -hmm. okay? I'm a producer too. I don't have any problem interviewing him or talking to him about music because I love music. Yeah. I wouldn't see it as, oh, fuck, he's a producer. He's probably whack. 
you know, I, I don't think like that. So yeah. when I hear other people like that, I don't understand that, that mentality. Yeah, yeah, everybody, I think everybody deserves to get heard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Unless you're talking like nonsense and get out of here. But if right. it's like music, like all that stuff, like that's, I give a lot of people opportunities. Throughout my whole career, I've given so many people opportunities. Uh -huh. Even people that have gone farther than me. But the, the, the respect is not returned. Mm -hmm. And like, the more you help people or work with people, the more your value goes down. So I've chosen to be selective because before I would work with a lot of people. Right, right. Now I'm, I'm not giving myself away to all these rappers because right. that mutual respect is not, it's not given. No, it's a one way street. Yeah, and I'm tired of that. I've already been on that street many times and right. now I'm not doing that, no more. Uh, I'm gonna share something and I hope people listen to what I'm about to say because I think that people can learn from this and learn from my mistakes, things that I did. There were three individuals that, you, that I've known that I interviewed here. Mm -hmm. And every time, even when they weren't here, I praised them. Every single time I just praised them. And people used to always tell me, hey dude, you're dick riding those guys, okay? And I used to always say, I just wanna show love. Yeah. I just wanna show love, I think they're talented. And here's the crazy part, those three people are the ones that ended up backstabbing me. Those three. And I look back and honestly, I think to myself, what did I do wrong? Like, what did I do wrong? Because You trusted. That's what you did wrong. Yes. That's that's what you can't, you know, you can't do that. Right. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't mess with a lot of people like Wicked. I've known her for about 11 years. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I fuck with her tough. Like my boy Blacks, I've known him 16 years. So people that I am working with in the industry, it's people that I've known, I have yeah, long-standing relationships yeah. with. I'm really not in for letting anybody new into my circle because nowadays there's no respect. There's no, there's no mutual understanding. There's no regard to other people's feelings or even their music. Like I've given free verses to people a lot. Right. And those same people that I've given verses to are the same people that try to charge me. No shit. And I'm like, how does that work? So that's when I'm like, okay, if you guys want to be that way, I'm going to be that same way. I'm going to do the exact same thing you guys are going to do. And you guys are not going to like it. And now I have those same people coming back to me. Hey, let me get a verse. No. Remember when you wanted to charge me? I'm good. I'm not doing verses right now. Right. I'll tell them whatever I tell them. I don't care about the money. I'll get my money other ways. Right. Right. Well, one thing that I thought that I was at one point, uh, and I don't blame everyone, but there was a few, that when I addressed the situation here about those three individuals that ended up backstabbing me and ended up talking about me, mm -hmm. um, my thing was that when I addressed it, I've had people that are fans of Rodian Radio really attack me and saying, you know, how dare you? I heard you were about unity. I heard you were about bringing the culture. But those same people never ever addressed that to them. But they came to me and told me that. And I thought that was unfair. I never went live and talked about anybody. I, I never went live and slandered somebody's name and lied about them. Mm -hmm. So what I did, I just addressed it one time and I kept it pushing because I wanna help people. Now, if people wanna continue to watch, people wanna continue to support, 
that's cool. But I just thought I was treated unfairly when people came at me and said, you know, how dare you, you know, pretty much address it. You're supposed to be our peace. You're supposed to be our unity. You know, we look up to you. But nobody ever said anything about them or even questioned their credibility about the things that we're saying. Once again, it goes back to you, you get what you give. So, you know what I mean? Like, if they were giving you negative energy and you addressed it, that like you... Right. You, they were owed that you had you had to you know yeah. state your but at the same time like it's also winning like it's also losing like you're not going to win this losing battle of course is basically what i'm trying to say mm-hmm. it's pointless right because you have people that are not even that are trying so hard to still be relevant in the industry that by any means they'll go ahead and try to do whatever they can do very true but you just have to know you know it's you just have to know who's who yeah yeah and you're in you're in a cutthroat industry yeah you, you correctly nobody's your friend that's it it, it is what it is there's I, don't, I can't call any rappers except for the people that i told you right. i can't call anybody my friends i couldn't pick up the phone right now and call any of these rappers and ask them for a favor or ask them to help me if i was stranded somewhere like i couldn't do that right right it's it's you're like you're you're on your own yeah well what, what i did i i just at one time and i I moved on, they didn't bring it up again. And I, I wanna thank everybody who throughout all the whole ordeal supported me, still watched, because my job here is once again, to talk about music, to shine light on up and coming artists, yeah. and to help them take that next step or go up the next level. And that's all I wanted to do, you know? The sad thing is, uh, people were trying to shut me down, but you know what? One thing I will say, and then it will move on. You just pick with the wrong person because I push back. Caroline. <laughs> you were waiting for me. I know you were. Caroline. What's up with that though? I, I, I don't know. I, it's I, all I, good. It's all good. I'm not I'm not getting exiled. I'm doing the exiling. Just know that. Anything could be anything could lead you to your demise. Remember that. Remember that when you're out there not being humble in the in the streets. Yeah, no. You know, right. you got people out trying to eat people up like motherfucking Pac-Mans and shit. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go, Tony. <laughs> all good. All good. So uh, we come to the conclusion of our interview. But anything lovely that you want to promote, you want to push, you want to remind people of your music, anything. For anything sure. I didn't ask you or anything you want to address or say. For sure. Well, I mean... Thanks for having me back out. Oh, you're I, always welcome. You know, I I know there was a lot of bullshit going on uh, prior, but I had it wasn't. I had to just observe. I had to just step back and observe because there was just too much going on. But you you know what's up. You yes. know that you yes. me you already had that conversation and and you know that that uh, I support Rodian Radio. And Thank you. So um, with that being said. You know, follow my Instagram, official underscore underscore lovely with two Y's. I look out for the albums, Hustle and Heart, uh, The First Shall Be Last. Uh, and just support. All I can say is support. That's the biggest thing. I don't want nothing. It don't have to be money. It could be right. you sharing my video. It right. could be something simple as that, sharing a post. It, it doesn't take but two seconds and it doesn't cost you nothing to support an independent artist. Right. I'm truly independent. Everything that I do that I put out for fans, don't think that's, that's coming out of my pocket. I hustle to pay for that. Right. 
so the video that's coming out, I, I pay for that. That's yeah. that's part of the industry. You can't complain about it. But what I'm saying as an independent artist, if you want me to keep giving you content, then support me. Share my shit. Yeah. Something. Absolutely. Uh, females are on the rise. Just know that. So I got two new videos I'm going to be working on. I want to put that out there. So Take Your Mans is out. I got Fuck My Enemies coming out on June 1st. And then I'm going to be working on a video with my boy Young Blacks and my homegirl Thug Angel. And so look out for that. And what else? Just and you got that one show coming up? Oh, yeah. The show on the 27th in Chula Vista. I'm going to post a flyer on my Instagram. Um, I'm just coming out to support my homegirl Thug Angel. But I'm going to perform that song with her. That's off my album. Okay. And let's see. That's pretty much it. Let's okay. And when, when your artist is ready and you would like for her to come get an interview, uh, Alizé, then bring her down and we'll support her. Yeah. Um, just a little bit about Alizé. Go follow her. She's actually tagged in my bio. Mm -hmm. um, go follow her and support her. She's uh, 19 years old, upcoming R&B singer. Um, and she's, she's, she's climbing, up, climbing up the ladder real fast. And she's, she's got mad talent. And she completed an album and first album in eight weeks. She dropped seven tracks. That's dope. Um, and we're working on her first music video, which is called Dago's Love Story, which she made a little video online and she got like 20,000 uh, views on that. So support her, you know, support your young female independent artists. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, with that being said, once again, I want to thank you for coming through and giving us another interview. For sure. You know, so, and I hope that people support you, people follow you, and, you know, are there for your artists as well. For so, sure. With that being said, everybody, um, Sunday, I have two guests, and uh, these guests are driving from far. So, you don't want to miss it, but you do want to support them. So, I'll be releasing that flyer on, what's tomorrow, Thursday? Friday. Friday, so you guys can see who it is. So, uh, once again, thank you, lovely uh, sure, Alize, everybody that you work with, your producers, you know. Yes. Uh, and let me give a shout out to my boy Anthony, uh, the hip hop Jedi. Uh, also, want to give a shout out to Alex, Alex Cervantes, Cervantes Enterprise, and uh, Robert Cervantes, my son B. Scalance, for helping me promote this. And everybody that uh, is on the live chat, everybody who has. Uh, supported me, everybody who has liked, subscribed, everybody who has commented, negative or positive, it's all good. So you're still here. All the Rodeo Radio Warriors, thank you. See you guys Sunday. God bless. We're out of here. Later. You got it.